Ultimate Sports Talk now presents Waynedale Golden Bears football. We're just 30 minutes away from tonight's kickoff, and it's time for the PNC Bank pregame show. A look at tonight's Waynedale game and a chat with Coach Matt Zerker. Brought to you by PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. And good evening, everyone. Welcome to the PNC Bank pregame show. I'm Dave Mitchell, along with Patrick Mitchell. And tonight, we have got Waynedale Golden Bears high school football for you. It is senior night. It's the last game of the regular season for both of these ball clubs. Waynedale comes into it with a record of 6-3 and three overall. They are 3-3 three and three in Wayne County Athletic League play. And they are tied for the fifth spot in Division 5 Region 16 as far as the computer rankings are concerned. And as far as the Smithville Smithies are concerned heading into tonight's ball game, they are 7-2 and two overall, 4-2 and two in conference play. And they right now are in the fourth slot in Division 6 Region 19. And we're going to take a look at all of those coming up on our elongated PNC Bank pregame show here this evening. Pat, you've been through senior night before, of course, a few years ago. And just talk about a little what these seniors are thinking about right now as they warm up getting ready for their last regular season home football game. Well, I mean, to to be honest, I think as of right now, they're just kind of hopefully thinking it's it's just a regular game. Um, Before all that, when they get into the uh, pregame festivities and all that, I think it's going to hit them a little bit. I expect uh, the seniors to come out pretty excited and um, ready to go. Um, but they gotta they gotta use that adrenaline to their advantage. They can't uh, be too pumped up. You know, as a lot of people like to say in sports, you can't get too high and you can't get too low. And um, you know, you just don't want to get too high and and make mistakes because of uh, being overexcited. There are 16 seniors that the Bears will be saying goodbye to tonight, along with the cross country team, the golf team, and the cheerleaders, the four senior cheerleaders. They're going to be saying goodbye to them also. So that will be happening here at Senior Night, and here in a little bit we will be going to Jimmy Miller, the public address announcer for tonight's Senior Night festivities. But the Bears come into this one, winners of two straight after their 38-7 win over Rittman last week, while Smithville managed to sneak out a win over uh, their their squad, Dalton, last week, 28-20. Cody Tipple, their lead running back, did not play in that football game because of a leg injury, but he is back in the lineup tonight. And, Pat, if you remember last year in the final game over at Smithville, Tipple ran roughshod over the Bears, but the Bears still managed to win that game. Yeah, he uh, was really the the lone bright spot for the Smithies last year. Um, The Bears did a pretty good job of keeping everybody else in check except for him. And luckily, I mean, they they were able to uh, offensively have a pretty good night as well to where he didn't do too much damage to us. Well, last year, as we talked about, Waynedale defeated Smithville 32-14. to This is the 60th meeting between these two ball clubs. Waynedale leads at 30-28 to wins for Smithville. One game has ended in a tie. And last year's game on October 31st at Smithville, the Bears broke it open. It was a close game at halftime, 20-14, to but then two Reed Stanley touchdown runs in the second half, one of 20 yards and then one of 75 yards late in the ball game. Keyed the Bears 32 32- to 14 win in that one. And Pat, when you go back and look at that one, Smithville right now as they come in to tonight, they started playing smash mouth football 
last year about the midway point in the season. They they got rid of that offense that they were trying to run, and they went back to the two-back set, the old Smithville powerhouse style of football with the tight end and the two running backs with Leniger and Tipple. And they've continued that this year. And so far it has worked out well and taken them to a 7-2 record and on the brink of a playoff spot. Yeah, it's, a, it's always nice when they can get back to what they're really used to, at least for them, um, when they have the personnel to do that. You know, uh, maybe in years past they, they didn't feel like they had the personnel to, to run the system that they're used to, but obviously now they got a, a couple running backs who are pretty good and uh, the quarterback's a pretty good runner as well, so... Um, the Bears definitely have to be on their toes tonight. Well, we're going to take a look at all of the computer possibilities over tonight's action. We'll take a look at the action that's going on around high school football, and we'll talk with head coach Matt Zerker along with having the senior night festivities. We'll do all that when our PNC Bank pregame show continues right after this timeout. Know how much you're spending and on what each and every month. Know you're on track with your bills and upcoming payments. Know when money is coming in and going out. Know managing your finances is a touchdown with PNC Virtual Wallet. Because when you can see your money clearly, you always know where you stand. PNC Virtual Wallet can help you simplify your finances, track and budget your spending, and save for the future. To get started and open a PNC Virtual Wallet today, Visit pnc.com slash virtual wallet. PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. Back at Waynedale High School, we're about 40 minutes away from the opening kickoff of tonight's game between the Waynedale Golden Bears and the Smithville Smithies. This one always, as Keith Jackson would call it, Pat, a slobber knocker. This one's going to be a very physical game. Smithville's going to try to come out and set the tone. And the Bears, you know, what we've talked about all season long, when they get hit in the mouth, they've got to be able to retaliate and take the first punch and then start doling out their punishment. If they can do that here tonight, I think they can pick up a victory. Yeah, we definitely know Smithville's going to come out and be physical. It's just uh, the question is, what are the Bears going to do? Um Really, in, in their losses this year, that's that's been the issue. Is they haven't been a physical football team. They've been uh, pushed around, and they just kind of accept it. So, um, if they're able to come out and match that, or be more aggressive than Smithville, um, I would say that that they definitely have a, a very good shot at winning that ball game. Well, three schools that we've been watching for during the schedule this year have been Triway, Ridgewood, and Tusky Valley. And Ridgewood has really been kind to the Bears so far this year. They defeated Malvern last week 49-6. to Then Tusky Valley took on Kenmore and defeated them 59-34. to But Triway fell to Indian Valley last week 43-21. to So the Bears are really picking up points primarily from Tusky Valley and Ridgewood, especially Ridgewood, and that's helped out the Bears as far as the computer rankings are concerned. Yeah, it's the, really the unexpected points that they're getting. Um, Tusky Valley, now uh, Ritman, which you know you don't expect to get a lot of points from coming into the season. Um, so, you know, Ridgewood we, we thought would, would be a pretty good team, but, um, you know, with the only one loss, and it looks like they're probably going to win again tonight, um, they, as you said, they've, they've done uh, – a lot of favors for us. Well, yeah, they're definitely a lot better than what everybody thought they were. So let's take a look at the 
computer rankings after looking at that scores. Right now there are four teams listed in the top eight in their regions when the computer ratings were released on Tuesday. Now let's take a look at Division 5 and Region 16 for the Bears. Norway's probably going to finish with the number one seed. That that would be probably, a, especially if they win tonight, they've, they've got it wrapped up. Yeah, really the only, uh, I think the only glitch in that would be if Edison would beat Perkins tonight, um, which doesn't look like it could happen. It could happen, but um, probably won't. But if, if uh, Norway wins and Edison loses, uh, they look like they have the number one spot for sure. And the thing that shocks me, I'm going to get into it right now, might as well. I cannot believe Norway is going to move a home game to Orville. It makes absolutely no sense. These kids have fought all year long to get the home field advantage, and I don't care how torn up Norway's field is. You don't give away the home the home field advantage in the first round of your your playoff series. Yeah, just uh, yeah, at least to us doesn't make a whole lot of sense. There's got to be something behind that thinking um, over there in Creston. But um, on this side, as you said, um, I mean, really, the field won't get that tore up tonight. I mean, they they play Ripman, and uh, the weather's not bad. The field's probably not too wet, so it's not going to get too torn up tonight. So uh, I I don't really understand what what the, the thought is behind that, but to each their own, I guess. And we were told tonight that Smithville is close to moving their playoff game next week. If they would host a home game, they're close to moving it to Orville also that, because they're going to play on Saturday. Yeah, again, just another, uh, you know, why would you do that? Obviously, their field's not going to get tore up tonight. They're, they're not playing, so or not playing at home, so, um, you know, it can't be too awful. I, I wouldn't think. Edison is number two in Region 16. Then comes Lake, then Swanton. Now, Dale Lemon and the junior high coaching staff are at the Swanton-Delta game tonight. He's going to be texting a score, so we're going to be keeping an eye on that. Why? Because the Bears are right at number five, and they are right behind, tied with Chippewa for that fifth position. Then comes Rossford and Galleon. So that's the way it is shaping up right now. And if the way it looks right now, Pat, is if the Bears win tonight, and Swanton loses to Delta, a team that they have lost 19 of the last 20 matchups against, then it looks like the Bears will probably move into that number four slot and get to host a playoff game. Yeah, it does. Um, you know, obviously all the prediction sites and everything uh, give a pretty good shot to Swanton. But Delta, as we were talking before, Delta is just a weird type of team. They've um, had close games with teams that aren't very good in their in their uh, uh league, but then they beat the best team in the league in, in Wauseon, so um, obviously they can go out and, and beat Swanton tonight and help us out, and obviously everybody in this area would be big uh, Delta fans tonight, because it would be nice to uh, not have to drive all that way for, for a game. And we will be giving you scores coming up each quarter, as Dale Lemon's going to be texting us those scores here tonight. Then comes Chippewa. Well, actually, it's Chippewa and Waynedale that are tied. Now, just out of curiosity, since both of them are tied with the identical point situation, I called Chris Lapish today to find out what happens if there is a tie. What is the tiebreaker, no matter who the school is in the top eight? And the first one, the first tiebreaker is the point values of tied teams shall be calculated using the third level of competition to break the tie. Then, if that is tied after that third level of competition, then it's head-to-head competition. So, in other words, if Waynedale and Chippewa were tied for fourth place or for fifth place, 
then it would be Chippewa winning that fifth spot because Chippewa beat Waynedale in head-to-head. Yeah, um, just a weird... You would think that would be the first um, tiebreaker, but uh, whatever, you know, the OHSA decides, and, you know, we obviously know with the OHSAA and the NCAA and all those organizations, <laughs> sometimes things don't really make sense. Well, that, that one is one of the things. All right, now, as far as Region 19 is concerned, Columbia Station is number one. Then comes Kirtland. Columbiana is number three. And Smithville is number four. They are right now in a home field position. If they lose tonight, they probably drop out of a home field position. They've made the playoffs no matter what. I mean, they, they, have, they are controlling their own destiny. So they win tonight. They're in the playoffs. If they lose tonight, they're probably still in the playoffs, but they won't host a game. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're... This is this is a, just a big game tonight. I mean, both teams want to want to win. Smithville obviously wants to win to stay in home home field advantage. Waynedale wants to win to try and um, give themselves a chance to get that and let the cards fall where they may. So, uh, really, just you know, it doesn't have any league implications. But as far as playoffs go, it, it's a big game tonight for both teams. Now, Norwayne's already got the Wayne County Athletic League wrapped up at six and zero. Chippewa and Smithville are each at four and two. Then comes Waynedale and Northwestern at three and three. Hillsdale and Ritman are at two and four, and Dalton is at zero and six. They're going to finish in last place no matter what they do tonight in their ball game. Now elsewhere around the WCAL, Northwestern is at Chippewa. Chippewa won its third straight last week, clinching its third playoff trip in three years under head coach Mike Bowley. And Northwestern has only got an eleven percent chance of qualifying for the postseason with a win. Hillsdale is going to be at Dalton and Ritman will be at Norway. Elsewhere around the area tonight, Worcester is at Orville. Worcester leads that all-time series 53-42-9, to to but that is the last time that they will be facing each other in the last game of the season. Next year, because Orville's moving to the pack, they're going to play in the first game of the season. So that rivalry is going to move to game number one. Yeah, just uh, obviously something that may be a little bit weird for a lot of local sports fans, but um, it's nice that at least for a couple more years they're keeping that rivalry going. And Shelby is at Loudonville. Also tonight, Mifflin at Triway, Tusla at Fairless. West Holmes will be at Clear Fork. And then, as we said, a couple of games we want to keep an eye on. Ridgewood is at Newcomerstown. That seems to be a game that the Generals probably can win. I, I would imagine they would probably come away with that one. The other one that would be very, very nice if they could pull an upset would be Tusky Valley at home tonight against Indian Valley. That would give the Bears a tremendous amount of points beating Indian Valley. Yeah, that that would definitely be huge. Indian Valley, I believe, is, is leading the pack. Um, so if they were able to, to somehow pull that one out, that would be great. But, Pat, a couple of things about tonight's game between Waynedale and Smithville before we get into Matt Zerker's interview and the senior night ceremonies. Nick Strasbaugh is back. It was a hamstring injury that he had last week. He's back in the lineup tonight, and he is going to be playing, and that is a big thing for the Bears. Yeah, you know, the, the we've seen, you know, in the Northwestern game what happens without Nick. Um, he, he wasn't in there, and, and the Bears struggled to find a playmaker in that game, and uh, even defensively struggled to have somebody step up to fill his shoes. Now, last week when he was out, some guys stepped up in the in the game against Ritman and were able to kind of fill in for him. So um, 
it, obviously it's nice to have him back. You don't want to, you know, hope that other guys will step up in his absence. So uh, hopefully that hamstring is okay tonight, stays all right, and, and he doesn't tweak it again. But, um, again, nice to have him back. Well, the Bears are getting ready to get their senior night ceremony started in just a few minutes. I'm Dave Mitchell with Pat Mitchell. Matt Zerker is coming up next, and then the senior night ceremonies here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Know how much you're spending and on what each and every month. Know you're on track with your bills and upcoming payments. Know when money is coming in and going out. Know managing your finances is a touchdown with PNC Virtual Wallet. Because when you can see your money clearly, you always know where you stand. PNC Virtual Wallet can help you simplify your finances, track and budget your spending, and save for the future. To get started and open a PNC Virtual Wallet today, visit pnc.com slash virtual wallet. PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. We're back on tonight's PNC Bank pregame show, and with us now is head coach Matt Zerker of the Waynedale Golden Bears. Matt, two big offensive games in the last two weeks. It looks like everyone has stepped up and is starting to play up to their caliber. Is that how you're looking at it right now? Yeah, it's been two very good weeks for us. Uh, you know, it starts up front. The kids have played very well up front, and uh, you know they've kind of gotten back to the fundamentals and some of the basics, and uh, they've kind of cleaned up their play up there. And, um, you know, same thing with the skill guys, catching the ball when they can catch it, throwing it where it needs to be, and running hard and blocking for each other. So it's been nice to get back on track offensively. And the defense appears to be playing the best football that they've played all year, too. Yeah, you know, there's been some rough stretches at times, but those guys have really uh, come around. And I know um, last week and uh, we were really impressed with how they flew to the football and, uh, it's been one of the big challenges that we've had with those guys the last couple of weeks is getting more than one or two guys to the ball. And um, there was numerous times last week where you saw five, six, seven, eight hats getting the football, and that's when good things will happen for us defensively. Do you feel like, Matt, that this team has turned a corner over the last couple of weeks? Well, I think you're always hoping to be playing your best football at the end of the season, and I think we're, we've made strides that way. And obviously tonight will be another great test to see um, how we finish here with a great opponent and another playoff caliber opponent. So, um, you know, mentally, emotionally, physically, I think we've kind of um, we're moving in the right direction, and hopefully we peak in the regular season tonight. Yeah, and you you brought up the word physical. I think the Bears have been playing more physical football as of late too. Yeah, yeah, I think you see it on both sides of the line. Um, you know, they're they're kind of taking on that more of a physical mindset and approach, and a lot of that goes back to confidence. A lot of it goes back to just playing with good pad level. Um, you know, we played a lot of good football teams this year, and um, it never fails. You know, typically the team is going to be most physical will win the game. Well, Nick Strasbaugh set out most of the ball game last Friday night. What is his status for this Friday night? How is he? Uh, you know, he's had a good week of practice. I think we'll have him 100%. It was, uh, it was a little bit precautionary. It had kind of hamstring, um, that he was dealing with. And, you know, he played the first couple series and we got the lead. And, uh, our trainer just decided to hold him out as precaution and give him a chance to rest as long as we could. And, um, it seems to have, uh, turned the corner well for him. And hopefully, you know, he's, he's out there for four quarters tonight. Well, that's good. How about the implementation of a tight end last week with, with Adam Mullet? You threw to him one time. 
Is this something that you've been planning on doing towards the end of the year, or what brought this on? Oh, there's several things. Number one, we've gotten healthy on the defensive line, so our depth over there has gotten a little bit bigger. You know, Adam being a first-year football player, we didn't want to throw too much at him too soon. And, um, you know, fortunately, unfortunately, he had to start a defensive end from us from day one, practically, because of where we were at with depth and injuries and um, with Kyle Ice getting healthy and some of those things. Um, he wasn't going to get quite as much time on defense, and so um, we've stayed healthy on the offensive line. He's been one of our top backups on the offensive line, and we just decided that it was a great time to start to teach him a little bit something new. Um, he's done a great job with it. Um, adding a tight end also will help us with the numbers games when we start to see some teams that play the 4-3, which is maybe when we struggled the most this year. Yeah, it gives you a new wrinkle for teams to look at on film, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, you had a tight end into all your formations. You know, it really uh, tweaks things and changes things. And um, I know for us defensively, when there was a tight end, it definitely adjusts us as well. So um, it, it's been a hopefully a good thing for us. Matt, Smithville, the opponent tonight, it seems like they're back to Smithville football, running the ball and being physical. Yeah, it's, you know, you could take some film from 20 years ago and throw it on, 10 years ago, throw it on and, um, you know, and obviously this year and last year, it's the Smithville of old. Um, you're going to have to line up. You're going to have to play low. you have to be physical, get a lot of guys to the ball, and better buckle it up. Well, Tipple and Lenniker, they appear to be tough runners. What do you have to do to stop them? Yeah, it really starts up front and controlling the line of scrimmage. And if they get things moving and they're playing, you know, in our secondary or backfield, linebacker depth, you know, at second level, um, with the first level tonight, it'll be a real struggle. So, um, big key for those guys up front: get hands on, play low, um, you know, take on blocks, and kind of hold that front line and allow our second level players to fly around and get multiple guys to the ball. I know we had a tough time stopping uh, Tipple a year ago. What what was it that he brought to the game a year ago that you're worried about tonight? Yeah, he's just a he's a big back. You know, he's a 200 plus pound back, and he he runs physical and runs hard and um, you know, we had a chance, obviously, to go back and watch last year's game. And it was one of those things that seemed like we did a pretty good job at times, and then we would, you know, you know give up a big one, that sort of thing. So um, just limiting those those bigger runs, um, you know, those 20, 30, 40-yard runs, and, um, you know, just when we get an opportunity to get them off the field, win a third down, we have to get them off the field. But they seem to be also offensively, Matt, they, they allow Justin Fast to throw the ball, and sometimes they'll allow him to throw the ball deep. Is that right? Yeah, they're going to take their shots. I mean, when a team runs it as much as they do and as well as they do, um, you know, teams will stack the box and uh, they recognize that. And um, they're going to take their opportunities to throw the ball deep and their play action when they get a chance. And um, especially when they think it's favorable for them to be successful. And, uh, you know, Pat does a good job of running their offense and being efficient in the pass game when he needs to be. Defensively, what do they like to do, Matt? Yeah, they're a four-man front. Uh, you see a lot of four-four, four-three look, and um, you know their interior six or seven are pretty stout. Um, they play really good team defense. Um, you know, they get off blocks, they fly to the ball. They're kind of thick-bodied kids, you might say. Um, you know, they're not overly heavy, but they're just strong, stout kids, and uh, definitely embrace uh, the physical part of the game on both sides of the ball. So. Um, their secondaries, uh, you know, they got some good athletes back there, but I don't know if they're quite as strong in the secondary. Um, you know, all they do is practice against the run against each other all day long, so they're not as uh, as used to playing in space. And so that's you know, something we have to take advantage of. Good luck tonight, Matt. We'll talk to you afterwards. Thank you, Dave. And we'll be back with more right after this timeout. 
Know how much you're spending and on what each and every month. Know you're on track with your bills and upcoming payments. Know when money is coming in and going out. Know managing your finances is a touchdown with PNC Virtual Wallet. Simplify your finances, track and budget your spending, and save for the future. Learn more at pnc.com slash virtual wallet. PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. Back at Wayndale High School, good evening everyone. I'm Dave Mitchell with Pat Mitchell. We're about 20 minutes away from the kickoff of tonight's game. The senior night ceremony is about ready to get underway here at Wayndale, where the Bears are taking on the Smithies. The Smithies 7-2 and overall. They're 4-2 and in conference play, while Wayndale 6-3 and and 3-3. and And Pat, we talked about it with Matt Zerker. The Bears, have they turned a corner after the last couple of weeks? Uh, they're, they're definitely playing a lot better. Um, it's very nice to have Reed Stanley back full health. Um, so, you know, with him out there, if Nick can get back to 100% and we can get all our playmakers back out there, if the line's able to uh, continue physical play as they've done the past couple weeks, uh, it's a scary football team. And, you know, Reed Stanley played so outstanding last week, but another player that we really didn't talk about a lot, especially in the second half, was Antoine Lewis. Yeah, Antoine did a great job stepping up, especially with Nick out and uh, catching some passes, uh, uh, season high in catches, and um, he's he's done a great job this year. They got the new uh, eyewear for him and, and everything, so um, he, he's just done a great job this year. And now let's go to our public address announcer, Jimmy Miller, with tonight's Senior Night Ceremony Activities. The past four years, these students have prepared, practiced, and performed to represent Waynedale High School. Their parents have supported their efforts in various ways through time commitments, financial sacrifices, and emotional support. Please join the athletic staff of Waynedale High School in honoring the efforts for these fine young people and their parents. Starting with band. Ryan Chebec. Ryan is the son of Matthew and Christian Chebec. Ryan is also a member of the cross country team. Lacey Lendon. Lacey is the, to- the daughter of Todd and Vicki Lendon. Denise Mockamer, daughter of Tom and Sherry Mockamer. Brenna Mullins, daughter of Lori and Mike Mullins. Madison Near, daughter of Matt and Christy Near, Evan Rydenball, son of Jeff and Melissa Rydenball.
Noah Vance. Son of Tim and Beth Vance. And now for cheerleading, starting with Sandra Lanier. Sandra is the daughter of Tanya Blair, and she is also escorted by her brother, Mike Lind. Sandra is also a member of the marching band. Charity Myers. Daughter of Dolores Myers and Roger and Cheryl Myers. Riley Poling. Riley is the daughter of Guy and Pat Poling. Sierra Shaw. Daughter of Stacy and Holly Shaw. And now for cross country. Graham Hostetler. Son of Heath and Michelle Hostetler. We'd like to also recognize our golf members who are not in attendance. Justin Gantz and Trevor Richardson. And now for football. Starting with Tristan Anderson. Son of Crystal McDougal and Mark Anderson. Titus Bixler. Son of Steve and Becky Bixler. Sam Farrar, son of Craig and Jennifer Farrar. Jake Fox, son of Frank Hedge and the late Candace Fox. Jake is also escorted by his grandparents, Troy and Marlena Richmond. Trent. 
Trevor Garrett. Son of Barry and Gail Garrett. Jared Higgins, son of Travis and Jan Higgins. Antoine Lewis, son of Dory Lynch, and is also escorted by his uncle, Dante Lynch. Isaiah Menuway, son of Brady Baker and the late Israel Menuway. Isaiah is also escorted by his uncle and aunt David and Tanya Phillips. Brevin Reby, son of Eric and Heather Reby. Aaron Spidell, son of Scott and Jill Spidell. Reed Stanley, son of Louie and Lisa Stanley. Nick Strawsball, son of Lisa Strawsball and Brian Strawsball. Christian Warner, son of Steve and Julie Warner. Tucker Worth, son of Bob and Laura Worth. And Jared Wanzik. Son of Jason and Amanda Wanzik. Again, these senior members of the band cheerleading cross country golf and football teams. Please join me in showing our appreciation for their time and dedication as a student-athlete here at Waynedale High School.
Our thanks to Jimmy Miller, the public address announcer, for helping us out with tonight's senior night activities as the Bears get ready to take on the Waynedale Golden, uh, I should say the Smithville Smithies here this evening at Waynedale High School. I'm Dave Mitchell with Patrick Mitchell, and you know, I know as having two seniors that have gone through this here at Waynedale, it is quite a moment after you've watched your kids play all the way through youth football and then up through and being a senior at Waynedale High School. It is one of those moments, especially when the fathers get to run out on the field with their sons to open up the game. But Pat, when you came out for your final game as a senior what were your thoughts as you came out onto the field for the last time uh, it's definitely a surreal feeling I mean you kind of look back and think of all the years that you've put into to playing football especially since peewee and you know when you're younger third fourth fifth sixth grade even in junior high it doesn't feel like um doesn't feel like it'll ever get there that you're going to be a senior and, and walking out on senior night and then once you get into high school next thing you know you blink and it's there so um, it's, like I said, a surreal feeling, and I can only imagine for this class, too, with um, all those seniors and playing together for all these years, and um, it's, from personal experience, I know that it's a very tight-knit group, and, um, you know, hopefully they can keep going for a while and, and enjoy this thing. Brett Bazanson is the head coach of the Smithville Smithies. He's a graduate of Smithville in his fourth year. 19 wins against 20 losses, so a win tonight would even his career record up at Smithville. They've got that two-headed rushing attack, Pat, with Cody Tipple and Michael Leniker. We only had to deal with Leniker last year because, or I should say with Tipple last year because Leniker was out of the ball game, but now you've got to deal with both of them, and I think one of the keys for the Bears in this one tonight, they have got to tackle. Yeah, um, as I've said before, that's uh, been the issue with and all the Bears' losses really is um, not being physical and not tackling. Um, you know, obviously the first one that comes to mind is the Norway game. You know, you're up big. All you really got to do is get off your blocks and, and wrap up, uh, you know, yeah, he's the best running back in, in the area and, you know, might be the one of the best ever in the Wayne County League. But um, you just got to wrap him up. You got to get off your blocks and, and you got to do what you got to do to go win the ball game. And, you know, you look back on, on that game and some other games and you think to yourself what could have been, but... As I like to say, if if and buts were candy and nuts, then every day would be Christmas. <laughs> and Justin Fath, even though he's a junior, he's got experience as that quarterback. He started last year. Yeah, he he does a, a pretty good job for him controlling the ball game. And um, as you said before, they'll they'll uh, try to catch you sleeping and, and throw some passes. And um, they probably have more confidence in him to throw the ball than they've had in a long time. Really, the last one I can think of, you know, Gale comes to mind from when they went to, to state a long time ago. so um, But they'll, they'll let him drop back and throw a few passes and have confidence, but obviously the main attack is the rushing attack. He's got nine touchdown passes with five interceptions this year. Tipple is already over 1,000 yards, so the Bears really need to shore up their defense against Tipple and Leniker tonight. Smithville comes into tonight averaging just under 30 points a game offensively. They're giving up just under 17 points a game defensively. The Bears, on the other hand, under Matt Zerker in his 10th year, 56 wins against 47 career defeats. The Bears are 4-0 and at home, and they're 2-3 and on the road. And the strange thing about the Bears this year, we talked about this this morning, eight of their nine opponents that they have faced this year, Pat, have 500 records or better. The only team they have faced, and we're not even counting Tusky Valley because that was the first game, but the only team that they have faced with a losing record so far this year has been Dalton. And 
obviously goes to show the quality of teams that they've played this year and the quality of the league. Um, you know, you beef up your schedule to, to try to get those points in the first three games, and then, um, you know, the league just, just really worked itself out. I mean, everybody knew it was going to be a competitive league, so, um, again, just goes to show what they were able to do this year. Waynedale is healthy for probably the first time this year. Nick Strasbaugh is back. He will play. And Cody Tipple is back for Smithville. He will play this evening also with the leg injury. It is Smithville getting ready to take on the Waynedale Golden Bears. I'm Dave Mitchell along with Patrick Mitchell. The kickoff is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. You've been listening to the PNC Bank pregame show. Brought to you by PNC Bank. For the achiever in you, PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. The kickoff is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Schools around Ohio take their sports very seriously. A possible concussion is also something to take very seriously. It's the law of the land with the passage of Ohio House Bill 143. This is Randy Reinhart with a reminder that OHSAA member schools and all youth sports organizations must follow state law when a possible concussion has been sustained. Please remember that multiple concussions in a short amount of time can be fatal. For symptoms and the OHSAA's concussion policy, log on to OHSAA.org and click on Sports Medicine. job to do. That's win. That means you stay focused for four quarters. Know your assignments and finish on every play. Don't be looking for shortcuts and don't even think about making excuses. Because if you want the W, you're going to have to earn it. UltimateSportsTalk.com now presents Waynedale Golden Bears High School Football. Tonight's game is brought to you by the Apple Creek Drive-Thru on Main Street in Apple Creek. Casa de Sassi, call 830-9760. Deb's Den on Main Street in Apple Creek. The Spidell Funeral Home with two locations in Mount Eaton and in Brewster. The Harvest Market in Apple Creek. Murphy's Promotions, call 464-1970. The Fire and Ice Pub, just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 192. Miller Custom Exteriors, call 695-4905. Dutch Quality Stone in Mount Eaton. And by the Shout Brothers Farms. Now let's go to the stadium for tonight's Waynedale Golden Bears High School football game. For the 60th time, the Waynedale Golden Bears and the Smithville Smithies will renew this annual rivalry. Waynedale has won 30 times, and the Smithies have won 28 with one game ending in a tie. Good evening, everyone. I'm Dave Mitchell, along with Patrick Mitchell on tonight's UltimateSportsTalk.com special presentation of high school football. It's the Smithville Smithies at 7-2 and overall, coming in to take on the Waynedale Golden Bears at 6-3 and on the season. Both teams are looking for playoff bids. Both teams probably have a playoff bid, Pat, but if the home field advantage is what both teams are looking for here tonight. Yeah, as I said before, this is a really important game for both teams. Again, Smithville wants to secure that home field advantage, and Waynedale wants to give themselves a shot to get that. So um, a very, very important game for both teams. Here come the Bears out of their locker room, adorned in their brown uniforms with gold 
pants, gold numerals, and brown trim. The Smithies across the way have already come onto the field in their white uniforms with green pants and green numerals with black trim. The Bears in this one, as we said during our PNC Bank pregame show, if they win here tonight, they've got a shot at hosting a home playoff game back here next week. Is it Smithville? Could it be Chippewa? It might be whomever. We really don't know, but we've got scores coming into us tonight from the Swanton game, and that will be coming up here in just... Uh, that, sh- that one should be kicking off here in just a little bit. Smithville, they're looking at hosting a home game. Well, if you want to say hosting, because they may end up moving it to Orville if they end up hosting a home game next week. I, I guess you're... Uh... You're closer than the other team at your, at your place, so I guess you can call it hosting. <laughs> so the Smithies, they deferred, and they will be kicking off to get this game underway. So the Bears will be receiving, and the Bears will be going from left to right across your cons- computer screen. So the Bears will come out to get the ball first of all, unless Smithville decides to onside kick here in this one. But this one tell you, Pat, as I said during the pregame show, Keith Jackson used to call these things an old-fashioned slobber knocker, and I think that's what we're going to get here tonight. Both teams are going to play physical football. Hopefully. I mean, as I've said before, you know you're, what you're going to get out of Smithville. Um, if the, Bear, the Bears need to come out and match that, and if they do, as you said, it, it should be a great game. Smithville getting set to kick it off, and to kick it off for them will be Jason Shafter. Shafter, a senior, 5'11", 225-pounder. He's going to kick it off, back set to return. It is Antoine Lewis and Nick Strasbaugh, and the kick is short. It's going to hit at about the 25, and Nick Strasbaugh will pick it up at the 20, drive forward across the 25 and out to the 29-yard line, just shy of the 30, and that's where the Bears will start first and 10, just at their 30-yard line. Brevin Reby, the starting quarterback tonight, leading the Bears out with a 33-point-per-game average. He's averaging 60% of his passes completed this year. Broke the record last week for most yardage in a season. He's got 14 touchdown passes and 10 of them intercepted. Reed Stanley will line up at one running back position and Nick Strasbaugh at the other. Now Strasbaugh is going to go out wide left. Stanley is slot left. Bears with that triple diamond receiving crew out to the right-hand side. Fake handoff as Reby takes the snap. He throws it out into the flat complete to Nick Strasbaugh, and he is going to be down right at the 30-yard line for no gain on the play. A little uh, looked like he caught it and hesitated a little bit to try to get some blocking set up, um, but uh, didn't really get set up as quick as he would like. Second down, 10 yards to go from the 30. Spidell out wide right. Now the officials will take an official timeout. That gives us an opportunity to tell you who the referees are here this evening. The referee tonight is Randy Thompson. Then comes Jim Thornsberry, Saul Lemeski, Craig Green, and Matt Clark are your officials here this evening for tonight's ball game. Reby out of the empty backfield with receivers out wide. Now Stanley and Antoine Lewis will move in motion and line up behind. Handoff goes to Antoine Lewis on the counter. He'll go around the left-hand side, across the 35, out to the 40, and he's run out of bounds at the 42-yard line for a gain of 12 yards on the play for Antoine Lewis and a first down, the first first down of this ball game by the Bears. He could be a, another huge factor again tonight, just kind of fly under the radar. Reed Stanley's had a couple good weeks, so um, a good good time for Antoine to step up tonight again. Reed Stanley lined up behind Brevin Reby. 
Fake handoff, now it goes up the middle to Reed Stanley, and he's going to be stacked up and down right at the line of scrimmage by Smithville's Jason Newland. He is their leading tackler this year. Newland with the tackle. He had 60 tackles coming into this one. He's a junior, 5'11", 185 pounds, so no gain on the first carry of the night by Reed Stanley. Bears have it second down and 10 from their 43. Reby throws it out into the flat, complete to Nick Strasbaugh. He takes it across the 45, out to the 47-yard line for a gain of five on that reception. Reby now starting out two for two in the ballgame in the passing department. As we said, he's averaging 60% of his passes completed, and it's third down five with 10.28 to go in this first quarter. Bixler out wide left, slot left is Strasbaugh, behind Reby is Stanley. Bad snap, but the handoff on the jet goes to Antoine Lewis. He's going to take it across midfield into Smithfield territory, and he stopped at the 49-yard line after a gain of four on the carry, and it will be third down and one. Actually, it'll be fourth down. Fourth down, excuse me, and one yard to go. So the Bears at 16 yards so far. They're going to go with a quick huddle on fourth and one. Handoff goes right up the middle to Reed Stanley, and he's going to take it across the into the 45, maybe the 46-yard line. He's close to a first down, and I believe where they've got it spotted, he's going to have it. Boy, now they mark it back about a foot. And, boy, he may not have it now. He may be just shy by about a half a football length. I don't know. From my angle, it looks like he got it. But On fourth down, Bears went for it on the quick huddle. And they'll bring the sticks in to measure this one with 9.51 remaining in this first quarter of play. No score. Bears took it over at their own 30-yard line, and they've driven it into Smithville territory. And they'll pull the sticks out, and he got it by the length of the football. So the Bears get the first down. First and ten inside Smithville territory at the 47-yard line. Bears come up to the line of scrimmage after they get the sticks back to the sideline. Receivers out wide on both sides. Spidell out wide right. But Bixler wide left. Ball in the far hash mark. Reby drops back to pass. Throws it out into the flat. Wide open is Bixler. He's got the first down across the 35 to the 30 and run out of bounds at the 29-yard line. 18-yard reception for Titus Bixler. That just shows how much of a key point other teams key in on Nick Straw's ball. Three guys ran with him down the field, and Titus Bixler was wide open. Third Straight first down by the Bears. First and ten at the 29-yard line of Smithville. Handoff up the middle. It goes to Reed Stanley. He's going to be stacked up and down immediately by Newland again for the Smithies, and he's going to lose a yard back to the 30. So far, uh, we've seen in this this game, obviously, first possession, a lot of stuff up the middle is not working too well for the Bears. Second down, 11 yards to go from the 30-yard line. Reby. With Stanley right behind him, now Strasbaugh moves in motion and lines up behind Reby. On the counter, fake handoff, Reby drops back, throws it out into the flat, and overthrew a wide-open Nick Strasbaugh running down the flat. You Wide open is an understatement. Uh, with his ability, if he catches that, that's probably six. Um, with his, abil- his speed and his ability to make guys miss, uh, that's probably a touchdown right there. That's really the first bad pass we've seen Reby throw in the last three games. Yeah, he's, he's been uh, playing well for the Bears, uh, which is what you kind of expect from, from Brevin. Bixler goes out wide left on 3rd and 11 from the Smithville 30. 
Reed Stanley behind Brevin Reby out of the pistol. Stack receivers out wide, right, and left. Dropping back is Reby. He's going to throw it out in the flat. Complete to Antoine Lewis. Makes a move to the inside. Cuts it across the 25, down to the 22-yard line. And it will bring up fourth down, but a pickup of eight yards on that reception to Antoine Lewis. This is obviously an area where you probably go for it. I don't know if uh, Wanzik has the leg to get this. Well, I asked Matt Zerker earlier this week where he feels comfortable with trying to field goal with Jarrett Wanzik, and he said right around the 20-yard line. Well, they're outside it at the 22, so it'll be fourth down three. Bears move in motion to the left-hand side, Strasbaugh and Bixler. Now moving in motion is Lewis. Lewis gets the handoff around the left-hand side. He makes a move, cuts inside. He may have picked up the first down on that move to the inside, across the 20, down to the 18, and he does have it after a gain of four yards on the carry by Antoine Lewis and another Waynedale first down. They uh, put everybody out to that left side and said, let's do a, you heard a jailhouse blitz. That's a jailhouse block out there. 8.20 to go in the first quarter of play. Bears on the move. Handoff up the middle. It goes to Logan Stanley now down to the 15-yard line. Gain of three on the play for Logan Stanley, his first carry of the night. And it's second and seven with eight minutes and running left to go in this initial quarter of play. Two very physical ball clubs matching up tonight for a playoff berth and a hopeful home game. Strasball wide right to the far side of the field. Ball on the far hash mark. In motion is Reed Stanley out of the wing, and now the officials blow the whistle on the snap, and it will be illegal procedure on the Bears. That's the first penalty of the evening. So instead of second and seven, it will be second and 12 and move it back to the fifth, nah, about the 20-yard line. So second down 12, Strasbaugh again out wide right, Bixler wide left. It is Logan Stanley behind Reby. Now moving in motion is Stanley, Reed Stanley from the wing. They're going to throw it into the corner of the end zone. He's got Strasbaugh open. Touchdown, Bears! Into the deep corner of the end zone, 21-yard reception to Nick Strasbaugh, his 21st touchdown of the year. And the Bears have jumped out on top of this one with 7.39 to go in the first quarter of play, 6-0. Nice little double move there. Nick Strasball all by himself on the right side of the field. He uh, ran his route inside, and Brevin did a nice little pump fake, and he was wide open once he made the cut to the outside. Wanzik comes in to attempt the extra point. Reby the holder, snap is down, kick is up, and it is straight through the uprights. 7.39 to go in the first quarter of play from Waynedale, and your score, it's the Golden Bears 7 and Smithville, nothing. Make the greener siding choice for your home. Seamless siding from Miller Custom Exteriors. We're the original ABC Seamless guys, and our siding is made of 100% American-made steel, the most recycled material in the world. I'm Miller Custom Exteriors President Lauren Miller. Our slightly obsessive Amish heritage guarantees you a phenomenal siding job, guaranteed, or we'll fix it free. Call Miller Custom Exteriors today for ABC Seamless Siding, the green siding choice. 1-800-589-4905 or visit us online at MillerCustomExteriors.com Where can you get food? Smoking with Southern Pride, the Fire and Ice Pub in Fredericksburg. Build your own burgers. Try our brisket and pulled pork. And every Thursday night is half-price wing night. Everything cooked to your satisfaction, so you'll come back time and time again. The Fire and Ice Pub, open Tuesday through Thursday, 11 to 10. Friday and Saturday, 11 to midnight, and Sunday, 11 to 8. 
located just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 192. Well, a 70-yard touchdown drive by the Bears, capped off by a 21-yard touchdown pass to Nick Strasbaugh, and the Bears lead at 7 nothing. Yeah, great drive by the Bears. 7.39 to go in this first quarter. Wanza kicks it deep, and it's going to be taken in by Isaiah, or check that, by Noah Sconover, and he takes it out across the 20 to the 25, where he is knocked down and off his feet by Colton Purdy. So Smithville will start it first and 10 from their own 25-yard line. Down 7 nothing, And they will come out with Justin Fath, the quarterback, 49 of 79, passing this year for over 700 yards, nine touchdowns, five interceptions. He's a 5'10", 175-pound junior. They've got Cody Tipple, the senior, and Michael Lenniker, the senior, in the backfield. They line up in the T formation, and the handoff goes right up the middle. Fumble. And a fumble on the play, and the Bears say they've got it. Officials are going to come in. There was not a whistle until the very end. The Bears were signaling that they had the ball. They're still signaling they've got it. Matt Zerker's out on the field, and they do got it. Logan Stanley. Logan Stanley with the fumble recovery, and the Bears take it over at the Smithville. 29-yard line is where they will spot it. I didn't even see. Who ran that ball? I think it was 24. Well, if that's 24, that's Gavin Brummage, a junior, 5'7", 185 pounds. So Brummage with the fumble. And it gives it to the Bears, and they've got it. First and 10 at the Smithville. 27-yard line is where the Bears will start out. Brevin Reby in the backfield out of the pistol with Reed Stanley right behind him. Trips to the left-hand side. Fake handoff. Reby looks up the middle, now rolls out to the right, looking downfield. To the right sideline, he's going to tuck it under and run out of bounds, and he is hit out of bounds. No flag on the play, but he'll pick up maybe a yard to the 26, maybe the 27-yard line, maybe just a yard gain for Brevin Reby on the scramble, and it'll be second and nine. That's Brevin's first run of the night. He ran a few times last week. And he, he was pretty effective with it. He was. Reed Stanley will line up wing left. Antoine Lewis here to the near side with Aaron Spidell wide right. And now the officials are going to blow their whistle. And there's a timeout to Smithville. 7.19 to go in this first quarter to play. Timeout going to the Smithies and your score. It's Waynedale 7 and Smithville nothing. Family owned and operated, Casa de Sassi is built on timeless principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Your trust is vitally important, which is why Casa de Sassi takes care of you like part of their family. Casa de Sassi's products are made to resemble the classic old world Italian style. They offer granite, ledge stone, limestone, and more. But providing a quality product is just the beginning of the care you get from Casa de Sassi. Call them today, 330 830 9760. Well, after the fumble recovery, the Bears forced Smithville to use a timeout there first. And with 7.19 to go, the Bears have it second down and nine yards to go from the Smithville 27. Yeah, uh, what I've noticed from Smithville so far in this ballgame defensively is they're doing a lot of swapping of their uh, corners and their defensive backs and uh, probably their outside linebackers too, so they just got a little bit too confused on that last one. 7.19 to go. Reby on an empty backfield. Moving in motion on the jet is Antoine Lewis, but a fake handoff. He's going to throw it into the end zone to Strasbourg. Open. Touchdown, Bears! 
27-yard touchdown, and there was nobody within 10 yards of Nick Strasbaugh. Sorry, I, I obviously saw that before <laughs> before he threw the ball that he was wide open. Um, again, just, just one little fake and, um, you know, the fake handoff, and you got Smithville on their heels and expecting a run, and Nick Strasbaugh just sneaks wide open. 22 touchdowns on the year for Nick. 7-13 to go in this first quarter. Bears lead at 13-0. Wanzik in for the extra point, and he drills it right through. 7-13 to go in this first quarter of play, and your score from Waynedale. It's the Golden Bears 14 and Smithville nothing. Family. At the time you need them the most, they are there. So is the Spidel Funeral Home. They have been family-owned and operated for over 125 years, so they understand family. When you come in, the Spidel Funeral Home will walk through the process with you, assisting you in your choices. That's how family works. The Spidel Funeral Home in two locations, on Main Street in Mount Eaton and on Chestnut Street in Brewster. The Spidel Funeral Home, just like family, there when you need them. 7.13 to go in this first quarter of play, and the Bears are on top of a 14 nothing. And, Pat, like you said, spring up that point here. I just don't understand how Nick gets to be so wide open all the time. Uh, I know he, he runs pretty good routes when I watch him, but you would think the op- opposing teams would say, key, on, key in on number 32. He's one of the top three players in this league. He's going to kill us. Make the other guys make something happen. Wanzik will kick it off for the Bears, and it is a deep kickoff, and it will be taken in by Justin Kaufman, and he falls down right at the 10-yard line. Check that. That was Trent Shane. Trent Shane, the sophomore, six-foot, 160-pounder. He collected in the kickoff at the 10-yard line, and he fell down right there. So the Smithville Smithies will take it over first and 10 from their own 10-yard line, and Tell you what, Brett Bazanson cannot be happy with the game the way this game has begun. Yeah, he's probably wondering where the restart button is. Um, not the way you want to start. We'll see what happens this possession for Smithville, but again, not the way you want to start. What do we got? The Goodyear blimp up above this game? I don't know. I don't know what I that is. They'd be at Worcester Orville, but I guess they're here in Apple Creek. It might be a drone or something. Seven <laughs> Eleven dropping back is fast. He's going to hand it off on the left hand side to Tipple, and Tipple's going to be stacked up right at the 10-yard line for no gain on the play. That was uh, Leniger. That was Leniger. So Leniger with his first carry of the night. And he gets no gain, and it's second down and 10 yards to go. Tipple is 22, and Leniger is 21. Coming out wide to the left-hand side for Smithville is Colin Cottrell. Going out wide right is Vietor. Now single setback. Moving in motion is Leniger. And Fath is going to roll out to his right. He's going to look over the middle. It's complete to the tight end, Justin Kaufman, at the 30-yard line. He's going to be tackled and downed by Aaron Spidell at the 35. 25-yard completion from Justin Fath to Justin Kaufman. Everybody was matched up, obviously, as the Bears do uh, pretty often. And nobody counted for the tight end there. Well, Aaron Spidell came up after that tackle and held his hands out like I thought somebody was going to pick him up. Vietor comes out wide to the left-hand side. T formation. Handoff goes to Leniker around the left-hand side across the 37, maybe to the 38. Now they're going to spot him right down at the 37 after a gain of two. So Leniker with his second carry of the night. He's got two yards. Six minutes to go. We're halfway through this first quarter of play. Now Faf. 
Smithville still runs the quarterback all the way over to the side to get the signal. They've done that for years. He definitely got to be in shape to play quarterback for Smithville. Vietor goes out wide to the right-hand side. Coming out wide to the left is Sconover. Single setback. That's Tipple in the backfield. Now moving in motion is Sconover. Dropping back is Fath. Short drop on a three-step. Throws it out in the flat. Incomplete to Sconover. Fath just led him too far. I've always wondered that about Smithville. You've got Sconover, who went over to the far side, right near the Smithville bench. Dove for that pass. Couldn't get it. He could have got the play from Brett Bazanson, but instead, Justin Fath has to run all the way over to get the get the play call from the coach and then run all the way back. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a weird thing. I don't know. Third down and eight yards to go for the Smithies from their own 37-yard line. Vieter goes out wide right. Scone over, slot right. In the backfield is Tipple with Fath out of the shotgun. Fath throws it out in flat. Complete, incomplete, intercepted by Spidell, and he's going to take it inside the 30, down to the 27-yard line. Aaron Spidell with the interception, and on the year for Aaron, that is his fifth of the season. And the Bears have it, first and ten inside Smithville territory again at They're going to mark him at the 29-yard line. Aaron Spidell did a great job of reading that route. Obviously something that they've seen in films. Um, He was able to jump it, and the receiver fell down, and he just just caught it. Again, this is not the way that you want to start if you're Smithville. Not at all. Purdy comes out wide to the left-hand side. Wide right is Spidell. In the slots to the top side is Strasbaugh. To the near side is Lewis. Ball on the far hash mark. Reby drops back. Throws it into the flat. Complete to Strasbaugh. At the 29-yard line, he's going to be dropped right there by Smithville's Cody Tipple. So a gain of, call it about one yard on that pass reception to Nick Strasbaugh. Well, it looks like no gain. They're going to put him back at the 29. Put him right back at the 29-yard line, so no gain on that reception. Reby on the night. He is five. Check that. Six for eight so far passing. Moving in motion to the far side is Lewis. Reby throws it out near the near sideline. Complete to Spidell across the 20. And he's run out of bounds by Cottrell inside the 20 at the 18-yard line. An 11-yard reception for Aaron Spidell. And the Bears have a first down. That's something we've seen really all year. If you're going to have your corners play so far off, on uh, the Bears receivers. They're just going to take the short stuff. Spidell with his 22nd catch of the year. Handoff up the middle. Goes to Reed Stanley to the 10 to the 5. Touchdown Bears! And it's 20 to nothing. Wayne Dale with 4.41 to go in this first quarter. What a start by Wayne Dale. Again, a great start. Scoring on your three first three offensive drives. And getting two turnovers in the ball game, you can't ask for anything better. If you're Waynedale, you can't ask for anything worse. If you're Smithville, Jarrett Wanzik will come in to attempt his third extra point in the first seven and a half minutes of this game. Snap is high, but Reby gets it down, and Wanzik puts it right through the uprights. 4:41 left to go in this first quarter of play, and it is 21 to nothing. Waynedale on top of it, and the Bears, boy, they must have gotten their gumption going over the last two games because this offense is running on all eight cylinders. Yeah, this is uh, 
this is the best we've seen them these past three weeks. This is the best we've seen them all year. You know, maybe Tusky Valley, maybe Ridgewood a little bit, but um, as you said, they're 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 just clicking on on all cylinders and. Um, they're showing that they're a definite playoff team and that they're ready to play in Week 11. And the thing that is so surprising is their receivers are wide open. Yeah, I mean, there, there's just too many guys that you have to account for um, on the whole offensive, all skill set, you know, running back and receiver. So you're going to find mismatches because a lot of the teams around the area can't match up with these guys, so somebody's always going to be open and be able to make a play. Of course, we're going to be keeping you apprised of what's going on in the Swanton-Delta game because the Bears may be playing Swanton next week. Wanzik is going to kick it off, and it is going to be taken in by Lineker at his 10 on the far side. Cuts it across the 15 to the 20, and he is grabbed by Logan Stanley and downed at the 24-yard line. Smithville starts first and 10 at their own 24 with 4.34 to go in this first quarter of play. And as I said, we'll be keeping you up to date as to what's going on on that Swanton-Delta game. We've got Aaron Dorkson up here beside us from the Daily Record. He's going to be keeping us with some scores here tonight also. Off to the right-hand side is Viator. Trips, now handoff, goes to... Tipple, Tipple across the 25 to the 30, and he is going to be brought down on a nice tackle, just a foot tackle, by Logan Stanley at the 34-yard line, and he's close to a first down. They're going to mark him just outside the 33, so a gain of nine on the play for Cody Tipple. And it'll be second down and less than a yard to go for the Smithies with 4.10 to go. And the thing about the Smithies is they've got that rushing attack that it takes them a while to get to score. They don't have the breakaway runner. Handoff goes up the middle to Tipple, and Tipple takes it across the 35, and he's got the first down on a gain of two. Yeah, exactly as you said. This is perfect for Waynedale to get Smithville down early um, because they just don't have that attack to come back quickly. Uh, they got guys that are going to grind away, and, and you know they'll be perfectly fine normally with 70-yard drives that take up 10 minutes, but that's obviously not what they want right now. 3.44 and running left to go in this first quarter. It's 21-0, Waynedale on top of it. Going out wide to the right is Viator. Coming out to the near side is Sconover. Ball in the near hash mark. Single setback is Tipple. Fath, fake handoff. Rolls out to his right. He's going to look up the field, and it's going to be intercepted by Spidell. At the Waynedale 39-yard line, he just jumped the route. Right in front of Viator, and he got his second interception of the night. Underthrown ball by uh, by Fath there, and really, Aaron Spidell is not a kid that you want to throw a jump ball up to. Uh, I know from personal experience seeing him on the basketball court, he's got some hops, so um, that's, again, not a guy that you want to throw it up to. He's more often than not going to come down with it. And speaking of basketball, our halftime guest here tonight is Eric Reby, the boys' basketball coach. He'll be our halftime guest. 321 left to go in this first quarter of play. Bears on top of a 21-0, and they take it over first and 10 from their own 39-yard line. Reby with Reed Stanley right beside him to the left-hand side. Moving in motion to Strasbaugh. Hands it off. Now he gets it on the reverse to Antoine Lewis. Lewis brings it back to the right-hand side, and the flag is down. Lewis takes it out across the 40 to the 41-yard line, but the flag is down, and it will be a hold against the Bears. Their second penalty of the night. And that will knock them back 10 yards. 
And it will be second down and, or first down and 20. It'll knock them all the way back to the 20, inside the 30. Right at 25, where right. the flag is at, it's at the 30, the, the 35. Right at the 25-yard line. So it'll be first down and about 24 yards to go for a first down. Handoff up the middle. It goes to Reed Stanley, breaks into the clear, and then it's brought down immediately. Check that. That's Logan Stanley. Excuse me. No, it is not. That is Reed Stanley. They both look the same physically, but sometimes you can't see that number 20. That number 28 is composed to number 22. So the ball takes it taken out to the... 30-yard line after a gain of four by Reed Stanley. He's got five carries tonight for 23 yards. Fake handoff to Stanley. Reby drops back, now rolls out to his left. He's going to throw against his body out to the sideline. It is complete at about the 37-yard line. Strasbaugh didn't think he was down. He caught the ball, and he's going to be downed at the 37-yard line. Gain of seven yards on that reception. His sixth of the evening, believe it or not. And we are not even out of the first quarter. And it will be third down and 11 yards to go. That's 97 yards unofficially passing for Brevin Reby in this first quarter also. 2.15 and running. Third and 11 from the 37-yard line. Reby drops back, throws it out into the flat to Reed Stanley. He's got a block across the 40 to the 45 into Smithville territory. At the 50, breaks a couple of tackles to the near side to the 25 to the 20. 15, 10, 5. Oh, he's going to be horn tackled and brought down on a... Cow tackle at the five-yard line. I, I forgot that's not a rule in, in the uh, in high school football, the horse collar, which is stupid. If it's a rule in, in the NFL, how is it not a rule in high school football when they're trying to do safety in the game? That's a 58-yard reception to Reed Stanley, and the Bears have it first and goal at the Smithville five-yard line, already leading this one 21-0, and now Smithville... Check out, Waynedale is going to have to take a timeout. After that long run by Reed Stanley on the reception of 58 yards. And that's scary, too, that, that horse collar, especially with Reed's ankle injury this year. That's, that's just a scary, uh, scary play there. But, you know, really just a swing pass by Brevin, and Reed Stanley did the rest of the work there. You know, Dorkson just made a good comment. This is what we expected to see out of Waynedale all year long, but the last three games they've done it. Yeah, the last three games they've done it, you know, Again, too bad they, you know, we saw it against Norway for a little bit, and then they just kind of squandered in the second half, and then Chippewa Northwestern, you know, we don't know what team we saw there, but it definitely wasn't this one. Um, but, again, this is a, a great sight to see. Very early in the game still, just in the uh, first quarter, but the Bears are definitely coming out, feeling that they have something to prove, and uh, that they're, they're a playoff team to be reckoned with. Nine first downs in this first quarter. Brevin Reby is 10 of 11 passing for 155 yards. Strasbaugh's got six receptions. All in the first quarter with a minute 50 left to go after that timeout. On the jet, handoff goes to Antoine Lewis. Inside the 5, to the 4, to the 3, to the 2, to the 1. Touchdown, Bears! Lewis with the touchdown run, his 7th of the year, and the Bears are on top of it now 27 to nothing. Uh, really, all you can say is wow. I mean, uh, again, a great start by the by the Bears. Worst start that you can think of for Smithville, um, but we'll definitely take it. One forty-four to go. Wanzik puts the extra point up, and it is good. 
There's a minute 44 to go in this first quarter of play, and it is 28-0. Smithville down on the scoreboard, and at Swanton in the first quarter, it is Delta 7 and Swanton 7 at the end of the first quarter of play in that one. Well, again, uh, everybody that's a Waynedale fan should be rooting for Delta on that one. Wow. Incoming. In, in, yeah. I, I didn't know I had to wear a helmet tonight. Um, but, yeah, again, we're all Delta fans tonight. We're all Waynedale fans. And uh, hopefully Delta can pull out that ball game because the way we're seeing the Bears tonight, they're proving, again, that they're a playoff team and – they deserve a home. If they're going to play like this, they deserve a home game. You know, Edison's got to have a, a, a scout here. Lake's got to have a scout here. Swanton's got to have a scout here, and they've got to be going back to their respective home schools, going, "Uh oh." Yeah. Again, yeah. You would think that all those schools would have somebody here, and they're going to report back, like, "Man, this team is good." Wanzik kicks it off with a minute 44 to go. It's going to be taken in by Tipple. Tipple at the 10-yard line to the 15 to the 20, right up the middle to the 30-yard line, and he's going to be stacked up and down at the 32-yard line. 22-yard kickoff return. And check that. That was not Tipple. Excuse me. That was Trent Shane with a minute 37 left to go. Bears have had the football four times, and they've scored four times. And Smithville takes it in at their own 32 down 28 to nothing and that's right 28 to nothing Waynedale in the first quarter with 137 left Smithville has it at their own 32 yard line T formation Fath handoff up the middle it goes to Tipple check check Brummage again and that was Brummage so Brummage with the tackle or with the carry, excuse me, and he's going to be stacked up right at the line of scrimmage for no gain. So he's had two carries tonight, a fumble, and no gain. Obviously not really a focal point in the running game. I think he's more of a a lead blocker type, but um, they've used him a couple times and hasn't worked out well so far for him. 28-0 Bears with a minute to go in this first quarter. Again, T formation by the Smithies. Handoff goes to Lineker around the right-hand side. Stops, now cuts it up the middle, and he's going to be downed at the 34-yard line. Gain of three on the carry for Lineker. And it will bring up third down and seven yards to go for the Smithies, just inside the 35-yard line of Smithville. Clock running, 35 seconds to go in the first quarter. Something I've noticed uh, a little bit different that the Bears haven't shown this year is they're taking the free safety out of it. Nick Straw's ball is uh, kind of lining up at a corner if Aaron, if there's another guy out wide that Aaron Spidell doesn't have. Fast pitch out around the near side. It goes to Smithville's Michael Leniger again, and he takes it out to the 37-yard line, so a gain of two for Leniger, and it's fourth down and five yards to go. Smithville will have to punt the ball away, but before that happens, that's the end of the first quarter of play, and your score from Waynedale High School, it is the Golden Bears 28 and Smithville nothing. Yoder Builders in Orville is your full-service construction firm specializing in new residential construction, remodeling, finished basements, and masonry work. Looking for a new sunroom or deck? Yoder Builders in Orville offers uncompromising customer satisfaction on every job. From the ground up, 
to a new house and everything else. Yoder Builders in Orville, a member of the HBA and proud supporter of Waynedale Athletics. Yoder Builders, 330-684-1050. When it comes to cheering on your team, chips and dip don't cut it. So build a better game plan. One that starts with tender, juicy pork. Kick things off with a pork tenderloin and sausage flatbread. Serve a slam dunk with sweet and spicy pork kebabs. Or hit it out of the park with hearty pork meatball sandwiches. With pork, there are countless ways to keep game day going strong. Find more winning ideas at porkbeinspired.com. Brought to you by Shop Brothers Farms and the Northeast Ohio Pork Producers. Back at Waynedale High School, where your score heading into the second quarter of play, it is Waynedale 28 and Smithville nothing. Again, the score at the end of the first quarter in Delta, it is Swanton leading that one, or I should say the game is tied at 7-7. And I texted the score to Dale Lemon, and I put it 28 nothing here, not an error. Strasbaugh and Spidell back set to return this punt from Tipple from his own 35-yard line. And he punts it. That's actually Fath, and Fath punts it, and it goes over the Bears' heads, and it will be down at the 30-yard line. So a 43-yard punt by Justin Fath. Bears down it at their own 30, and they'll take it over first and 10 from there. What a first quarter. We haven't seen a first quarter like this in a long, long time. No, that was definitely a sight for sore eyes. So Bears have it first and ten from their own 30-yard line. They've had the ball four times tonight, and they've scored four touchdowns. 11.49 to go in this first half of play. Eric Reby, our guest at halftime on the Apple Creek Bank Halftime Report. Reed Stanley lines up to the right of Brevin Reby in the pistol. Stack receivers on the wings for the Bears. Now moving in motion to Strasbaugh. Fake handoff to Stanley. Brevin Reby rolls out to the left, now to the right, and he's just going to throw it away in the vicinity of Nick Strasbaugh. But he was under a heavy rush on that play by Smithville's Brett Bauman. It just took a little bit. looks like the main option out of that uh, passing play was Reed Stanley out of the backfield, and he got a little bit caught up in the, at the line of scrimmage and just took a little bit too much time for him to get out there. Only the second incompletion of the night by Reby. Second down, 10 yards to go. Stanley to the left of Reby. Handoff on the jet to Antoine Lewis. He cuts it across the 30 to the 35, and he's going to be knocked down on a nice tackle by Isaiah Viator at the 36-yard line. So a gain of six on the play by Antoine Lewis. Now, we have not seen Antoine Lewis run the football this much tonight. He's got five carries, 31 yards. Uh, obviously something they saw on film that they thought uh, Wayndale coaches could use his speed and let him get to the outside. Spidell out wide right, slot right is Lewis. Bixler on the left-hand side. Handoff up the middle to Reed Stanley. He's going to be downed at the 35-yard line. Loss of a yard on the play to Reed Stanley, and it's fourth down for the Bears, and five yards to go. And let's see what the Bears decide to do here. They're going to send in Colton Purdy, and he'll punt the ball away. So the Bears will be forced to punt for the first time tonight. 10.45 left to go. Purdy with a 35-yard per kick average after he took over the punting job a couple of games ago. Back set to return is Isaiah Viator for Smithville. High snap, but Purdy brings it down. He's going to get a high end-over-end kick 
and it'll hit at about the 40 and bounce past Viator. Get a nice spin inside the 30 and inside the 25 and down at the 24-yard line. A 41-yard punt for Colton Purdy. And the Bears take it over first and 10 at their own 24-yard line. We, uh, we kind of saw that with Colton Purdy. Doesn't really get it too far in the air, but he normally always gets a good little bounce um, to where it's going to roll, you know, 5, 10, 15 yards and get some extra yards for the Bears. So Smithville's got it first and 10 at their own 24-yard line. I think I erroneously said Waynedale. First and 10, and Smithville needs to get something going offensively. They want to get something positive going into halftime of this one. Viator comes out wide to the right. The Smithies going from left to right across your computer screen. T formation now for the Smithies. Under center is Fath. Fath, handoff up the middle. It goes to Tipple. And check out Lenniker. Lenniker is going to be hit right at the 25-yard line for a gain of maybe a yard. We haven't seen Tipple run only twice tonight, Pat, and I'm wondering if maybe that leg is still bothering him. It's a, it's a definite possibility. Um, but again, with, with what he did last year against the Bears, you would think we would see him a lot more. Viator comes out wide to the right-hand side. Ball on the far hash mark. T formation again. Fath under center with 9.43 left to go in this first half of play. And a handoff goes up to Brummage, and Brummage takes it out to the 26-yard line for another gain of a yard, and it will bring up third down and eight yards to go. That's the first time Brummage has actually had a positive carry in this game. He's carried it three times. Obviously, if you're uh, the Bears' defense, you'll give up a yard every single play on on a Smithville rushing attack. So the ball at the 26, I'm sorry. Get them third and long and uh, make them pass the ball. Ball at the 26-yard line, 9.09 left to go in this first half of play. Viator goes out wide right. To the left-hand side is Colin Cottrell. In the backfield is Brummage. Fath rolls out to the right. He's going to look upfield, and he throws the ball complete to Brummage. Hit at the 31-yard line by Logan Stanley. A gain of five yards on the reception, but it will be shy of the first down. Brummage with his first catch of the night, and it'll bring up fourth down, four yards to go, and Brent Brzezanson will punt the football away. Nice open field tackle by Logan Stanley. And this is something you've got to be careful with. Smithville down 28 nothing might think that they have to, to get something here, and your quarterback's your punter, so definitely got to be wary of a possible uh, fake punt here. This leads me to believe that there's something wrong with Tipple because he's been their punter all year long. He's got that leg injury, but they've got fat punting tonight. Fath bobbles the snap, but the Bears don't have a rush on, and Fath is going to punt it away, and he shanked it, but it goes inside Bears territory, and it will be down at the 47-yard line with 8.06 to go in this first quarter, first half. So only a 22-yard punt for the Smithies, Justin Fath, and with 8.06 to go in the first half of play, Bears have it. At their own 48-yard line. And, uh, I mean, he bobbled the snap there, and then he kind of rushed the kick. Um, as a punter, you don't really get a good chance to look up and see where everybody's at, so he probably thought there was a lot more pressure on him than there actually was. Well, check that. They're going to mark it at the 47-yard line, so that's where the Bears will have it first and 10. Out of this 
Pistol formation is Brevin Reby. He's got trips receivers out wide to the right-hand side. Ball on the near hash mark. It is Nick Strasbaugh on the backfield. Throw out into the flat. It is complete to Reed Stanley on a nice block into Smithville territory at the 50 to the 45, inside the 40, and down to the 35-yard line. They'll mark him just shy of the 35 at about the 36. A nice block initially. I, I didn't see who had it out on the perimeter, but Shane was coming up pretty hard uh, to make that tackle, and somebody just knocked him off his path and allowed Reed to get big yardage there. 172 yards passing tonight. Reby hands it off up the middle to Nick Strasbaugh on the first down play, and he takes it up to the 35-yard line for a gain of one. Just the first carry of the night by Nick. But that's the second catch of the night on that preceding play by Reed Stanley. And it's second down and nine yards to go from the 35 of Smithville. 725 left to go in this first half of action. And again, not a whole lot of success up the middle for the Bears, but you still got to keep going to that well just to make the Smithville uh, defense respect it. Strasbaugh now to the right of Reby out of the pistol. Trips out to the left. Reby drops straight back on the fake handoff. He throws into the flat. Complete up the middle to Antoine Lewis. Lewis inside the 15, down to the 12. 23-yard reception for Antoine Lewis, his second of the night. And it is another Bears first down at the Smithville 12-yard line. That is 197, 95 yards tonight for Brevin Reby passing in this first half. Strasbaugh. Gets the handoff. Off right tackle. No, fake handoff. It goes out into the flat to Adam Mullet at the five-yard line, and he ran right over. Isaiah Vietor knocked him down, but he was run out of bounds at the five. First catch of the year by Adam Mullet. And the Bears just started showing that tight end formation last week. Yeah, they tried to get one to him last week. Um, just over, was overthrown a little bit, but a uh, nice hand shown by the big uh Ball in the near hand there. Ball in, excuse me, bub. Ball in the near hash mark. Moving in motion behind Reby is Stanley. On the cross buckets, handoff goes to Strasbaugh. Strasbaugh is going to be stacked up, and he's going to lose a couple back to the seven-yard line. Smithville had that play smelled out right from the beginning. And it will be second down to go for the Bears and goal to go at the seven-yard line. Third down in third down a goal to go from the well actually it's not goal to go they can actually get a first down at about the three yard line and now Matt Zerker is going to take a timeout and we will also 542 left to go in this first half of play and your score from Waynedale High School it's the Waynedale Golden Bears 28 and Smithville nothing experience a pleasant atmosphere and homemade comfort food daily at Deb's Den in Apple Creek stop in for breakfast lunch or dinner there's no assembly line food at Deb's Den. Everything is handcrafted and fresh, from the sandwiches to the soups and sides and the dinner specials every day. Deb's Den, breakfast hours are Saturday, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m., and Sundays, 9 to noon. Lunch and dinner hours are Tuesday through Saturday, 11 to 8, and Sunday, 12 to 3. Closed on Monday, Deb's Den, next to the Bear on Main Street in Apple Creek. Amish craftsmanship revered worldwide. Dutch quality stone products have become the industry leader in quality and consistency. In the heart of one of the biggest Amish communities in America, Dutch quality stone provides a stunning collection of fine veneer stone readily available for dependable, easy-to-install options for homes and commercial properties. In our corner of the world, people believe in doing things right. 
hard work, honesty, and genuine care. Dutch Quality Stone, located on Dover Road in Mount Eaton. Call today, 877-359-7866. Third down five for the Bears at the seven. Reby drops back, throws into the end zone, and it is incomplete to Titus Bixler. So that will bring up fourth down and five for the Bears at the seven-yard line, and they will bring in Jarrett Wanzik to attempt the field goal. Bixler uh, ran a good little slant route there, and he had the inside position on the Smithy defender. Uh, just ball was thrown a little bit too high for Bixler to handle. 5.38 to go, fourth down five yards. Ball will be spotted right at the 15, so this will be a 25-yard attempt for Jarrett Wanzik. The holder is Brevin Reby, and the snap is good. The kick is up, and it is good. Jarrett Wanzik on the year from field goals is 6 of 6. And he kicks a 25-yard field goal, and the Bears are on top of it now with 5.35 left to go in the first half of play. 31 to nothing. Another nice drive by the Bears. They've had the ball six times tonight, and they have scored on five of those possessions. Yeah, as you said, an, another nice drive to, to get the ball at least in field goal range and, and still get points. And um, if, you're, if you're getting points on most of your possessions, whether it's, you know, you obviously want a touchdown, but if you're getting field goals, then, you know, that works up too. Just keep uh, moving up that scoreboard. And now, or does that take an effect, the running clock, does that only take effect in the second half? I think that only takes effect in the second half, the running clock. It's only in the second half. But if it stays like this, you'll have a running clock in, clock in the second half, and we could be home in time to watch the rest of the World Series game. <laughs> 5.35 to go in this first half of play. It's 31-0. Waynedale on top of it. Back set to return is Trent Shane right in the middle, and Wanzik kicks it off, and Shane will take it in his 13-yard line right up the middle across the 20 to the 25 to the 30. Breaks into the clear. Runs over a Waynedale tackler across the 40, and he's going to be down at the 45-yard line. Boy, a nice return of 33 yards on the play by Trent Shane, and Smithville is set up nicely at their own 45-yard line. And really, their first real sign of life throughout the whole game so far. 5.28 to go. Bears on top of it, 31-0. Fath under center. Single setback is Tipple with Lineker. Wing right. Handoff goes to check at Brummage, and Brummage is going to take it across the 45 and out to the 48-yard line for a gain of three. And guys, I am convinced... Tipple is not anywhere near playing efficiency tonight. He is not even in the offensive game plan. Yeah, we, uh, I mean, he's coming in now. He looks like looks like he's a little gimpy. Um, so, yeah, obviously that leg is not even close to 100%. We're under five minutes and running left to go in this first half of play. Second down seven from the 48-yard line of Smithville. Receivers out wide on the far side, and the handoff goes to Tipple, and Tipple's going to be stacked up at the 49 after just a yard gain on the play. Sam Farrar in on the tackle, along with Titus Bixler. Bixler had 12 tackles last week, and he's got another one here tonight after the gain of a yard. It's just the third carry of the night for Tipple. He's got 12, 12 yards, and it's third down and a long six yards to go from the 49 in Smithville territory. And again, this is uh, what you want if you're a defense against a Smithville team is to set up uh, third and, and long 
and make them think about not just running the ball up the middle. Um, you know, we've seen a pitch before, but uh, that didn't work out. and got trips out to this side. Trips out to the near side. Ball in the center of the field. And now flag is down, and it's going to be delay of game against Smithville. That is where running the quarterback over to the side to get the play really was against Smithville. So it'll mark it back inside the 45 to the 44-yard line, and it will bring up third down and call it 11 yards to go. And now when it's third and six, you think possible run, possible short pass. Now third and 11, um, you can pretty much put all your chips on the table that it's going to be a pass unless they try to do some sort of draw. Fath is lined up under center, though. Tipple in the backfield. Now Leniger lines up wing right. Now Leniger moves in motion. He gets the handoff around the left-hand side, and he's going to take it outside the 45, and it'll be tackled and brought down at the 47-yard line. Titus Bixler on the tackle in for the Bears along with Ben Farrar. So a gain of four yards on the carry for Leniker. He's got six rushes tonight for 12 yards, and it's fourth down, eight yards to go. Make it seven yards to go. And Smithville will have to punt the ball away with three minutes and running left in this first half. Eric Reby, our guest at halftime on the Apple Creek Bank Halftime Report. Fourth down and seven. Fath is going to punt the ball away. Set back to return this one is Nick Strasbaugh. Good snap. Fath gets it this time, and it's a high, short kick that will hit in the Waynedale end of the field at just outside the 30-yard line as the official walks outside the 30-yard line on the far side, and they'll mark it at the 34-yard line. So not a very good punt, only about 18 yards on the punt. 2.46 left to go, and the Bears will have it with one timeout left in this first half, leading it 31 to nothing. And obviously, uh, Wando wants to end this half on a, a very good note by putting some points on the board and uh, putting together a nice little drive here. First and ten, ball at the 34-yard line in Waynedale territory. Spidell out wide to the far side. Ball on the far hash mark. Bixler to the near side. Out to the left. Three receivers out to the left-hand side. On the jet, it's Nick Strasbaugh on the handoff. Across the 35 to the 40. Cuts it to the sideline. He's going to be brought down at the 44-yard line, and he is close to a first down after a 10-yard gain on that carry on the sweep. And it'll be a first down as Strasbaugh picked up 10 on the carry out to the 44-yard line. 2.34 left to go. Boy, if the Bears score here at the end of the first half, Smithville is just going to be demoralized going in at halftime. Reby, empty backfield, out of the shotgun. Trips out to the wide right. Reby drops back. He's going to throw the ball deep over the middle, and it is over the head of Reed Stanley and incomplete. Reed had nobody. There was no safety coverage on the play. But Reed looked like he tripped up around the 40 and just couldn't catch up to that pass. Yeah, it looked like he tripped up or maybe he wasn't expecting the ball and didn't run the route um, as fast as he could have. But uh, second and ten here. 2.24 left to go in this first half. Reby, empty backfield, drops back, throws out to the near side. It is complete to Bixler. Bixler to the 50, breaks a tackle, and he is down at the 45-yard line. An 11-yard reception to Titus Bixler, his second of the night. He's got 29 yards in receptions here this evening. And it's another first down for the Bears in Smithville territory at the 45-yard line, 2.10 and running. 
in the first half. Reby empty backfield. Tight formation for the Bears. Moving in motion to Stanley. He gets it on the handoff around the right-hand side. Now he's going to be hit and dropped for a yard loss back to the 46-yard line. Nice tackle on the play by Smithville's Justin Newland again. He did a great job of getting off uh, his blocks on the defensive line and getting down the line of scrimmage and making the tackle. Second down, 11 yards to go. Ball at the 46-yard line. Reby drops back. He's got a receiver. It is complete to Spidell. Cuts it to the middle. He breaks into the clear. He's going to take it to the 20, to the 10, to the 5. Touchdown, Bears! Wow! Two blocks and Spidell was gone. 46 yards on the touchdown reception. And the Bears now lead it 37 to nothing. As you said, two blocks there, and we saw the effects of uh, Cody Tipple's leg there. It was a foot race, and he had no chance to catch Aaron Spidell. And the Bears even had a, a receiver wide open here on the near side because Smithville was caught exchanging their defenders. Wanzik in to attempt the extra point. Low snap, but Reby gets it down, and the kick is up, and the kick is good. 135 to go. In this first half of play and your score, it is Waynedale 38 and Smithville nothing. Do you own or manage a business? Work with school athletics? Make a great first impression with Murphy's Promotions. Make your name known. Murphy's Promotions will make your business stand out from the crowd. Murphy's Promotions specializes in silk screening, custom embroidery, and promotional products. Brand your business today by using Murphy's Promotions. Use your logo on shirts, hats, jackets, bags, and much more. Murphy's can also take care of your promotional products. Pens, pencils, bags, and blankets. Murphy's Promotions, 330-464-1970. Boy, if you're Brett Bazanson, Pat, what in the world do you say to your team at halftime? Uh, I honestly have no no clue. I mean, you can you can take two approaches to it. You can, you know, try to be positive and... Um, you know, turn the page and move to the second half, or you can absolutely just try to rip into them and, and get them going into the second half and get them a little bit more motivated. And it, uh, you know, really just depends on on how he feels down there. And the thing about it is, Pat, they didn't play very well against Dalton last week. No, we we obviously we didn't see the game, but you know, seeing the score twenty eight twenty, and uh, Dalton, you know, being the the seller of the the WCAL. As you said, obviously didn't play well. Leniger back to return along with Noah Sconover. They've taken Shane off the field, and the kickoff is squibbed up the middle, and it will be taken in by one of the upbacks, Hunter Snell. Snell, a junior, six foot, 200-pounder, and he's going to down it right at the 35-yard line in Smithville territory. So with 133 left to go, Smithville has it first and 10. At their own, they're going to mark it at the 34-yard line. And Smithville is down on the scoreboard. And this is no error. 38 to nothing to the Bears. The final home game of the year. Final regular season game of the season. And the Bears are making a statement. Sconover goes out wide left. Vietor wide right. Under center is Faf in the T formation with Brummage and Leniker. Faf pitches it out to Brummage around the right-hand side. Check it. Actually, the runner is Trent Kaufman. He's a sophomore, a six-footer, and he is going to be hit right at the 34-yard line and brought down by Antoine Lewis and Aaron Spidell after a yard gain out to the 35-yard line. I was wondering what uh, Coach Bazance would, would do if he would try to get something together and go to the air a little bit more here, or if he'd just 
um, accept uh, his halftime fade at 38 nothing, and just try to run the clock out. We might get to see their JV team. They finished 7-0 this year. <laughs> Second down, nine yards to go. Ball at the 35-yard line. Fath under center, T formation. Handoff goes right up the middle again to Trent Kaufman. And Kaufman takes it across the 35 out to the 37. Another gain of two yards on the carry for Kaufman. He's carried the ball twice in a row. We may not see Cody Tipple. No, we may not see Cody Tipple again tonight. Under a half a minute to go in this first half. Yeah, I would think uh, with the playoffs coming up next week for Smithville, and uh, obviously you're going to need him there. There's no point at, at this point in the game, down 38 nothing to, to risk and further injury to him. Wing formation, Bears showing blitz. Handoff goes to Lineker around the left-hand side. He's going to take it out to the 39-yard line where he is gang-tackled and brought right down by Reed Stanley, who's playing defense tonight, and that is going to be the end of the first quarter of first half of play from Waynedale High School, and it is a half that these Waynedale fans have not seen in ages. Your score at halftime. Eric Reby is our guest at halftime on the Apple Creek Bank Halftime Report. Your score, it is Waynedale 38 and Smithville nothing. Tonight's Waynedale Golden Bears football broadcast is made possible by Yoder Builders in Orville, 684-1050. The Apple Creek Drive-Thru on Main Street in Apple Creek. Dutch Quality Stone in Mount Eaton. The Fire and Ice Pub, just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 192. The Spidell Funeral Home, with two locations in Mount Eaton and in Brewster. And the Apple Creek Bank. Please let these sponsors know you heard their name on Waynedale High School broadcasts on UltimateSportsTalk.com. You're listening to an Ultimate Sports Talk presentation of Waynedale Golden Bears football. It's time for the Apple Creek Bank Halftime Show. The Apple Creek Bank. Visit applecreekbank.com or stop by one of our six convenient locations. Now back to the field for the Apple Creek Bank Halftime Show. We're back at senior night at Waynedale High School and alongside with us here at halftime on the Apple Creek Bank Halftime Report is Waynedale Golden Bears boys basketball coach Eric Reby. Eric, thanks for joining us tonight. You've been on the other side of senior night for several years now, but Brevin, of course, being a senior and this being his last home football game, barring any home playoff games, of course, now you get to see it from the other side, don't you? Yeah, yeah, it's a little different, obviously. Uh, hard to believe. My wife and I have talked about having an 18-year-old and a guy getting ready to finish his high school career and head on to college. But, uh, you know, it's obviously kind of a bittersweet. You, you hate to think that four years have gone by this fast, but uh, know that it's a special night for him. And it's a, obviously a special night for my my wife and I. And uh, we just uh, hope for the best, obviously, for the entire team. But uh, it's just one of those uh, moments during a senior year, you know, those things you don't look forward to. But when they get here, it's kind of nice and it's, it's a special night. But, uh, uh, you know, it, it's just hard to believe that four years has come this fast. Eric, let's turn to basketball. You've got a lot of experience returning this year, a lot of seniors coming back. Do you remember any other season that you've had this many seniors returning? You know, it's been it's been some time. I, I, you know, I think back to um, I know uh, you know when obviously when Patrick, your son, and, and Ryan Bazanton and those guys were. I mean, that was a good core coming back, but we didn't have quite the numbers. I mean, we did have obviously some. Uh, a great core of those kids, but uh, this many uh, playing and contributing that as much as they will, uh, it's been, 
you know, I, I haven't had one. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, I've been, you know, was doing this 20 years now, so it's hard to believe or hard to think back to all those years. But I can't remember a group that has contributed this much for as long as they've contributed here. Because you know, a lot of these kids were were uh, counted on to to produce and, and play as sophomores, so you don't have that a whole lot uh, with basketball. But uh, yeah, this is a this is a great group coming back. I mean, there's some guys with a lot of experience, and obviously, experience is a huge thing. Yeah, obviously it is. But what can you do as a coach then, Eric, with this much experience coming back? What can you do differently that you can do with this team with experience that you couldn't do with a team with without this experience? You know, that, that's a great question. And, and it kind of, you know, with this year, especially the way that basketball and football just naturally was going to be a bang bang. You know, the last tonight's home last tonight's game is actually the first official day for boys basketball practice. Well obviously we're we won't be in full swing of practice for a while because we're hoping we're going to chase these guys through the playoffs for a while. But um when you have a situation like this where you're not going to have a whole lot of time before you go into a, a your first game of the season, it is really nice to have that experience and and those guys know what's expected of you first and foremost. You know, they know how a practice goes, they know the structure of a practice. Because a lot of times with new kids, I mean, just getting them to understand what you expect from them in practice and what the kind of routine is each day, day in and day out. And not that we don't change it. We change it, obviously, from year to year and tweak it. But it's nice to have those kids, they just know where to go. Hey, when we call out this drill, okay, let's go. Partner up or get with somebody. They know what they're doing. Um, so in terms of practice drills and practice planning, it's nice to have that. Um, but then, obviously, with the game, too, I mean, yes, they've experienced games and, and they know what those are like, but... Uh, you know, the biggest thing we want to do and, and make sure of this year more than anything is those kids have been in those close games, and we've won some of those, we've lost some of those. Obviously, now we want to be on the winning end of more of those. So we want to really simulate those things and practice as much as we can. So even though they have a lot of experience, it'll still be new to them because we've got to figure out a way to win some of those games down the road uh, that maybe we haven't in the past. So uh, it is nice to have that experience. It's nice to have those guys and the expectations. They know what the expectations are, but there's still some little things even along the way that we'll learn that we need to, uh, you know, to reteach to them. I know during the summer you had a change in offensive philosophy. You went more from the, the went away from the run and gun style that you started out last year with, and you're going more with a pick and roll offense. Why the change in offensive yeah. philosophy this year? Uh, you know, we just thought with our personnel, we could utilize our kids more. Um, you know, we obviously have some additions to some kids, uh, you know, uh, with Colton Purdy coming back from, from an injury all, who was out all last year, and obviously Adam Mullet coming new to us this year. We just thought putting those guys in with the group that we had coming back, we just wanted to find ways that uh, we could get those guys in maybe some one-on-one situations um, or, you know, situations where we made the defense. You know, I saw at the end of the year, towards the second half of the year, and you and I had talked about it obviously during the year last year, that we kind of went away from a little bit and did a lot more of some dribble handoffs and doing some things where we, uh, you know, got the ball in the Brevin's hands or, uh, you know, Nick coming off that, you know, doing the handoff and making his guy guard him, guard Brevin as well or whoever was coming off the ball, the, uh, the dribble handoff. And we want to do that more this year. We want to make those guys um, that are guarding the guys that are setting the picks to have to help off because I feel like we've got guys who do a great job of getting their teammates open, setting good ball screens. So when they do that, then make their guy, you know, help off them. You know, we don't get – it's not very often we get a mismatch uh, because obviously because of our lack of size, but we feel like if we can get a big guy on a small guy, boy, that's a great situation for us. So that's really what we're trying to do is put the defense on their heels a little bit and make them make some decisions. And I think when we can do that, if they break down a little bit, we have such such good shooters from the perimeter, then somebody's bound to be open and somebody's going to knock down an open shot. So that's kind of the philosophy behind that, and, uh, you know, we'll see if it works. 
Eric, I've been around this game for a long time. You have too. But how hard is it to coach your own son? You know, it's it's obviously uh, it's not easy. I would tell anybody that. Um, I uh, it's it's uh, you know always it's been a learning experience for all of us, for both of us, and I mean the whole family. But uh, you know, my son, I've said it many times, is he has probably handled it better than anybody. I mean, including me and adults, anybody. He has done a great job. The one thing it really has done is it's really strengthened our relationship. And, you know, I've always, my, my son and I have always been best friends, but um, I think going through this, and, you know, we talk about it. We, you know, we don't dwell on things and that, but we know that obviously, you know, it's not easy. You've got kind of a bullseye on him when, you know, you're the coach's son and you're playing, you know, been playing since your sophomore year. I mean, it's one of those things where the only thing that I make sure of is I want, hopefully people understand is that obviously he has earned what he's gotten in his position. He has not been given it. He has earned it. And it's been a little bit, you know, obviously with me being the coach, it's probably been a little bit tougher for him to earn that, so to speak. But um, he has earned every bit of it, really worked himself, you know, you know, even talking football, he's worked himself and, and made himself into a pretty good football player as well. And that's a credit to all his hard work and dedication. But um, it can be tough at times, but I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. Uh, again, I think it's a strength in our relationship, a strength in our family, and it's been a lot of fun. And, again, it's hard to believe that it's coming down to the end of the road here. It's just, you know, after this year, it'll be done. I've been coaching him through little, you know, through uh, parks and rec basketball and at all different levels. And to, to think that this year will be the last time that it happens, it'll be kind of nice. It'll be kind of a relief probably for both of us maybe because now I can just go be a cheerleader the whole time for him, hopefully if he plays on in college. But uh, it's been a great experience and something I'd never trade. Eric Reby, our guest here at halftime. Eric, obviously you're going to expect everyone to step up, especially with a senior-oriented team this year, but what players are you going to especially push this year to step up their game? Well, I think somebody who really had a great summer for us was Aaron Spidell. I mean, Aaron is so athletic, and, uh, you know, I'm not telling you anything you don't know. When you see him on the football field, he makes some plays, too. You're like, wow. I mean, that was a – what a play. And he had a great summer for us. And, um, you know, he's so long and athletic and jumps so well that he did a, a, some things again this summer that we haven't seen in the past. And uh, so we're counting on him to really step up and, and have a great season for us, and I think he will. Um you know, Colton Purdy coming back. I mean, we'll play Colton Purdy at the uh, point guard now this year to kind of relieve, you know, Brevin some some of that pressure. Brevin can play the two-man, so he'll be in a little bit different role. But, I mean, obviously they're flexible enough where they can switch positions. But thinking right off the bat, those – I mean, obviously, you know me. I'm going to – you know, the team, team, everybody's got to come together. But uh, those two guys, I think, are have had, had great summers for us, and I really am counting on them to have great years for us. And, uh, you know, the guy's coming back, obviously. And, and uh, you know, we know from the summer what we get and what we got from Adam Mullet. But, you know, summer is obviously different from when you get into the game and the lights go on and they start counting the record and they keep their, you know, they keep track of the records and the scoreboards on. So uh, it'll be a new experience for, for Adam. And, you know, obviously we saw that in football, first time playing football really for him. But I think he's gotten better and progressively gotten better through football as well. Um, he's played basketball pretty much his whole life, but not at this organized level. So that'll be kind of an adjustment period for him. But, uh, you know, and our, our letterman coming back, the other letterman too, I, I think that, you know, we just all got to understand what our roles are. But I think those three guys right there, you add them in and, and make sure that they, you know, step up their games. You know, it's kind of nice. When I think of Adam Mullen and, Col- and Colton Purdy, it's almost like you're getting two starters back that we didn't have last year. So, um you know, we just have a great group of kids returning, and, uh, you know, the, I think the sky's the limit for these kids, but they're going to have to work at it, and they're going to have to – obviously we're going to always be outsized and outmanned, and uh, we just have to make up for it by doing the little things, and I think this group is, is ready to do that. You know, you've already brought up the fact of how today is the opening day of basketball practice, and that's got to be adjusted because of the game tonight. But if, a, if there is a playoff push, Eric, how does that adjust the scrimmage schedule and maybe even the first couple of games of the season? 
Yeah, that's a great question. You know, we, we knowing ahead, obviously, going in before the season, uh, that we were going to be, you know, pretty tight no matter what. And obviously, I was always thinking best case scenario that our, our football team would be in the playoffs. And, uh, but even if that didn't happen, we still, normally I have three or four scrimmages scheduled. This year, I only have two scheduled scrimmages, and we're in a preview over at Triway, which, you know, it's kind of a modified uh, scrimmage. So going in, we already kind of knew that we weren't going to have as many scrimmages as we want. We'd probably be a little rusty. Get, you know, everybody's going to be in the same boat, obviously. I mean, you don't give them a lot of time before your first game. But uh, right now, our first scrimmage is set for November 13th. So, uh, you know, obviously you start doing the math, start looking ahead. Football team, let's say they uh, win their first-round playoff game. Well, obviously, that means they're playing on November 13th. And chances are we wouldn't have that scrimmage. That's a home scrimmage with New London and Clear Fork. Uh, but let's say worst case scenario, football team would lose their first round. Uh, obviously, I want to give those kids off a few days. I don't want them, but uh, you know, I'd like to still keep that scrimmage. That would be a great time for us to just uh, use it as conditioning, get our legs, get the football out of them, so to speak, and uh, be able to do that. So that happens, and you know, if they win that first round game, though, that would affect that first scrimmage. And then we have a scrimmage again on November 17th, which is a real tough one with Tusla and Garraway. So if they're going to be winning those. You know, winning that first-round football game, there's a good chance we wouldn't have the November 17th uh, scrimmage as well. So then we'd be down to a, a pre, the preview on the 21st with Triway. So, uh, you know, again, obviously we have to play out. I mean, I would have no problem if I had to cancel all those scrimmages and previews. That means we're cheering our football team on to, to great things in the playoffs. But, uh, you know, we'll obviously play it, ear, uh, play it by ear and, as, as it comes along. But, you know, our first game is scheduled for Friday, November 27th. And, we're planning on keeping that, and first league game is the following Friday, so uh, hopefully we don't have to delve into those, but if we do, that's a good problem. Final question, Eric. How do you look at the WCAL this year? Who do you see as the teams to beat? Boy, it's going to be a meat grinder. I mean, it's going to, you know, we, you know this as, as the teams that are coming, the players that are coming back for all the teams, uh, you know, you think right away. I mean, Dalton's obviously, you still got to talk about them. Even though they lost some key players, they are still, we saw them this summer, and I thought they were as competitive as they've ever been. Coach Holt does a tremendous job over there. So you always have to give the, the returning champs, uh, you know, where, where they're at. But then, you know, obviously that's Northwestern as well, and they've got a great quarterback, you know, uh, Coke and Smith and uh, those kids that are the, all the role players for them, they've got a lot back. So, I mean, you look at those two teams right from the beginning, those are your really – those are the favorites, I would say. But there's not going to be one – I mean, you can't take one night off in our league this year. I mean, everybody – you know, we lost the Hillsdale three times last year. They've got everybody back. Uh, they lost the Hayes kid, and that's it. But uh, they've got a great group coming back for them, and uh, it's just going to be a meat grinder. And each and every night, uh, you know, it's going to be a it's going to be a team. I, you know, again, I I don't know if a team can go through with only two or three losses. I mean, it could it could be uh, it would be something. You know, it's similar kind of like our football league. You know, going in this year, we didn't really know, and you have some teams step up. Obviously, Norway uh, has had a great season, and you know, on the beginning of the year, I don't think many team many player many people had them winning it. So. Uh, that could happen this year. Uh, that's just the special thing about our league. I've always said it's one of the best small league, uh, small school leagues in the state of Ohio, and, and I think this basketball season will uh, go right along with that. Yeah, and it's finally getting the recognition it deserves. Eric Reby, thanks for joining us on tonight's Halftime Report. Thanks, Dave. And we'll be back with more right after right. this timeout. The Apple Creek Banking Company is a full-service community bank offering checking and savings accounts, installment, mortgage, and commercial loans. While being able to offer all of the services of a large bank, the Apple Creek Banking Company has remained independent for over 110 years. As a true community bank, Apple Creek Bank is invested in the communities they serve 
and the people that make those communities great. The staff at the Apple Creek Banking Company truly cares about its customers and helps them choose the products that best meet their needs. Stop in one of their six locations and see what community banking is all about. The Apple Creek Banking Company, locally owned, community driven, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Dave Mitchell and Pat Mitchell back at Waynedale High School where at halftime your score is 38 to nothing. Waynedale on top of the Smithville Smithies in the final game of the regular season. And Pat, no one would have thought this and you've got to believe that Matt Zerker and his coaching staff are very, very happy with the turn of events here in this first half. Yeah, I would imagine they've got to be ecstatic there in the locker room. Um, everything's that happened. Now you got to keep your guys grounded a little bit and make sure they realize that there's a whole nother half to play. Um, you don't want any letdowns, but really from, from what we've seen, not a whole lot of adjustments need to be made on, on the Bears' side. No, all the adjustments are going to have to be made by Smithville, but I think they can make all the adjustments in the world that they want. And this game is still going to be in the hands of Waynedale. And like you said, and it's a very good point, the clock is going to be continually running in this second half. Yeah, I mean, uh, that, that's big for, for the Bears, obviously, that the clock's going to run. Um, you know, even if Smithville scores here to start the second, the second half, the clock's still going to run. Um, so... Again, and, and they're just not a team that's able to that's built to come back from behind, especially this big of a, a deficit. No, and the score that we've got at Swanton right now, it is Swanton down on the scoreboard to Delta nine to seven at halftime. So they are looking to continue on their winning ways. We're going to take a look at the playoff implications of this one. We'll go over some scores here at halftime, and we'll do all that when our PNC, our Apple Creek Bank halftime report continues after this timeout. The Apple Creek Banking Company is a full-service community bank offering checking and savings accounts, installment, mortgage, and commercial loans. While being able to offer all of the services of a large bank, the Apple Creek Banking Company has remained independent for over 110 years. As a true community bank, Apple Creek Bank is invested in the communities they serve and the people that make those communities great. The staff at the Apple Creek Banking Company truly cares about its customers and helps them choose the products that best meet their needs. Stop in one of their six locations and see what community banking is all about. The Apple Creek Banking Company, locally owned, community driven, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Well, let's take a look at some of the scores here at halftime of tonight's game, courtesy of Aaron Dorkson of the Worcester Daily Record. First of all, Dalton is on top of Hillsdale 7-6, to and Pat, the Bears could really use Dalton to win that game. Yeah, that would be a, a huge amount of points. Well, not huge, but um, points that you're, you're not expecting, a few extra points. And as far as other scores, Norwayne is leading Rittman 33 to nothing. Chippewa and Northwestern tied up at 14-14. And that's obviously a, a surprise, but we saw um, how Northwestern can be uh, as a football team with, when they handed it to the Bears. 
and it is Wayne, uh, Worcester and Orville. They're at halftime now, and that's 14-7. to Worcester on that one, and like we said, Swanton is leading Delta by a score of 9-7. to And now here with the stat story of this first half of action, here's Pat. Well, we'll start off with Smithville. Smithville has 67 total yards of offense, 30 through the air, 37 on the ground, one penalty for five yards, three turnovers for the Smithies, and just two first downs so far. Justin Fath, two for five for 30 yards and two interceptions. Michael Langiger, seven attempts for 15 yards. Cody Tipple has three attempts for 12 yards. Gavin Brummage, four attempts for seven yards. And Trent Kaufman, two attempts for three yards. Justin Kaufman leading the way in the receiving category. One catch for 25 yards. Gavin Brummage has one catch for five yards. Switching over to Waynedale. 324 yards of total offense on 36 plays. That's nine yards per play. 258 yards in the air, 66 yards on the ground. Two penalties for 15 yards. 14 first downs for the Bears, five on the ground, nine through the air. Brevin Reby leading the way, 15 of 19 for 258 yards and three touchdowns. Antoine Lewis leading the way in the rushing category, five carries for 31 yards and a touchdown. Reed Stanley has seven carries for 22 yards and a touchdown. Nick Strasball, three carries for 10 yards. Logan Stanley, one carry for two yards. And Brevin Reby, one carry for one yard. Receiving, Reed Stanley, two catches for 75 yards. Nick Strasball, six, catch, six catches for 60 yards and two touchdowns. Aaron Spidell has two catches for 57 yards and a touchdown. Antoine Lewis, two catches for 31 yards. Titus Bixler, two catches for 28 yards. And Adam Mullet has one catch for seven yards. And the two interceptions by Aaron Spidell defensively. So the Bears lead it here at halftime by a score of 38 to nothing. Greendale defensively, you don't want to start to let up. Uh, you got the big league or the big, big lead in the game. You don't want to uh, let Smithville get any sort of confidence getting back into it. No, they had seven possessions in the first half, two interceptions and th- four punts. Fath under center hands it off the left hand side and stacked up right away on the run. Looked like Brummage, and it was, and Brummage was stacked up right at the line of scrimmage for no gain. Something we really haven't seen at all tonight, except for passes, is uh, Fath keeping the ball. I, I'm not sure what type of runner he is, but usually that's something you do see with uh, Smithville teams is a quarterback that's able to, to keep it. Uh, teams are stacking the box so much. Two receivers out wide to left-hand side. Wing formation, single setback. Brummage gets the handoff right up the middle, and he takes it across the 30 to the 31. So a gain of about four on the carry for Brummage. Obviously his best carry of the night. And it will bring up third down and six yards to go for the Smithies. We've just begun the third quarter of play. 10-33 remaining in it, and the Bears are on top of it 38 to nothing. Fath goes into the huddle after getting the play from Brett Mazanson over on the far side. They send out trips wide right to this near side. Ball in the near hash mark. Fath out of the shotgun formation with Brummage. Now Fath is going to run it off the left-hand side. He's going to be stacked up and down right at the 30. Then Farrar with the tackle along with Colton Purdy. So a loss of a yard on the play to Fath. That was his first carry of the night. And it's fourth down, seven yards to go, and punting time for the Smithies. 
and everything that Smithville has tried to do here tonight offensively, the Bears have had an answer for. Yeah, they've just uh, a lot, obviously a lot of film study this week. Um, they just been, been they know what's going to happen. Spidell and Strasbaugh back set to return. Fath will kick it away from his own 20. Gets a high spiral short kick that will hit in the Waynedale territory and will be down at the 46-yard line. So the punt, Waynedale will take it over at their own 46-yard line. 24-yard punt on the play for Fath. He has not had a very good night punting the football. Cody Tipple obviously hurt. He has been in and out tonight, but he has not been able to play up to full capacity. Yeah, and we've seen that even when he's running in and out that he's not he's not full capacity. First and ten for the Bears. Moving in motion to the far side is Strasbaugh. Fake handoff. They're going to throw it out in the flat. Complete nice one-handed catch by Strasbaugh at the 43-yard line. He's going to be stopped right at the 44. A loss of two on that reception, but it was a nice catch by Strasbaugh nonetheless. That's his seventh catch of the night. It's almost one. I don't know if he could have because there's a defender in the way. That's almost one that didn't look too good from the get-go. Uh, maybe you just throw it at his feet and um, keep it sec- second and ten. It's a losing yardage there. Pistol, read formation now moves from right to the left side of Reeby. Bears overload the left-hand side of the ball in the far hash mark. Moving in motion is Lewis. He's going to take it on the jet. Gets a block inside by Ferrar. Spins across the 45 and out to the 50-yard line where he's tripped up and down. He put that spin move on, and one more step, and he'd have been gone. Yeah, just lost his balance, but uh, great blocking again. And he, as you said, if he was able to keep his, his balance, he probably would have been gone. Ball right at midfield. Third down, six yards to go for the Bears. 8:01 remaining in this third quarter. Bears lead at 38 to nothing. Strasbaugh goes out wide right. Wing right is Reed Stanley. Ball in the near hash mark. Moving in motion is Lewis. Nice hard pass, and it goes to Reby. He shuffles, passes it inside to Reed Stanley, and he cuts it across the 50 and down to the 47-yard line. I'm not sure if that snap was so hard or Reby was surprised by the snap, but, boy, it came back there like a shot. Yeah, I think it was, it was a good snap, but he must have just been surprised by it. So that goes as a reception for Reed Stanley on the little shovel pass, his third catch of the night for 78 yards, but it's fourth down, three yards to go at the Smithville 47-yard line, and the Bears will punt the ball away with Colton Purdy. 7.15 left to go in this third quarter. High snap, and Purdy gets it, gets the punt away, a low line drive, end-over-end kick that's taken in by Vietor at the 21, across the 25 to the 30, takes it out across the 35 to the 36-yard line, so a nice return by Isaiah Vietor, and Smithville takes it over first and 10 at their own 36. Seven minutes exactly left to go in the first third quarter of action. And now the clock will start again. 38 nothing. Waynedale on top of it. Ball at the 36-yard line where Smithville will take it over for the second time here in this second half of play. Under center is Fath, wing formation, single setback is Brummage. Brummage, fake handoff, and he's going to be hit. Brummage took the ball, and boy, he just ran into a wall and stopped right at the 35-yard line for a loss of a yard. That was Kyle Ice there. 
came from his nose guard position and just, uh, as you said, just made a wall. Ice is obviously the most physical player the Bears have, even at his stature, but, boy, he just leveled Brummage. Second down, 10 yards to go, no gain. Again, wing formation, Brummage the single setback, fake handoff, Fats going to throw it over the middle, and it is complete to Lenniker. He beat the safety. He's down inside Waynedale territory to the 10, to the 15, to the 5. Touchdown, Lenniker. And down on the play on the far side is Logan Stanley, but he's up and okay. But a 65-yard touchdown pass to Michael Lenniker and Smithville on the big play all of a sudden has scored their first touchdown of the game. And just obviously uh, caught the Bears sleeping there. Um, didn't expect, you know, you've seen a lot of runs by Smithville, and all of a sudden they put one over the top with no safety there and uh, just caught them sleeping. Six minutes to go in this third quarter, and Smithville will come in to attempt the extra point. Viator will be the holder, and the kicker will be Justin Shafter. Shafter is a straight-on kicker. 38-6 to your score. Low snap from center. Viator has got to pick it up. He's going to run out to the right now. He's going to look into the end zone. He's going to throw it into the end zone, and it will be intercepted by Aaron Spidell. So the extra point is no good. Spidell intercepted the pass, and your score with six minutes to go in this third quarter of play from Waynedale. It's the Golden Bears 38, Smithville 6. Great food and a relaxing atmosphere. A good time had by all. That's at the Fire and Ice Pub, just west of Fredericksburg. Spend time with friends after the game. Enjoy the food where you can build your own burger, showing off your creativity. Or try the pulled pork or the brisket. And every Thursday night, the Fire and Ice Pub is the place to be for half-price wing night. Open Tuesday through Sunday at 11, closed on Mondays. The Fire and Ice Pub, just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 92. Need a satisfying snack on the go? In your car and don't want to stop long? For over 25 years, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru has been servicing the public and been a supporter of Waynedale Athletics. Like the Bears, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru has a history of tradition and hard work. Just stay in your vehicle and cruise in. At the Apple Creek Drive-Thru, every beverage and snack need is met with prompt, courteous service. Located at 23 Main Street in downtown Apple Creek, Art Weaver at the Apple Creek Drive-Thru wishes the Waynedale Golden Bears the best of luck. Well, a nice 65-yard touchdown reception from Michael Lenniker, and Smithville is not going to be shut out tonight. They are down on the scoreboard with six minutes to go in the third quarter, 38-6. to six. And so the uh, Bears are got their hands team out there, and they're expecting the onside kick. Well, the Bears are fallible tonight. Kicking it off will be Shafter, and he's going to kick it deep. It'll be taken in by Isaiah Menue, and he's just going to down it right at the 20-yard line. He's not even going to attempt to run it back. So the Bears will take it over first and 10 from their own 20. We saw him do that earlier in the year. It looks like he's... He could get a little bit more yardage, and he just kind of downs it, and I guess he doesn't want to make a mistake and have a turnover. 5.55 left to go in the third quarter, and the clock now will start. 38-6 to is the score. Waynedale on top of it as Brevin Reby will lead the Bears out onto the field. How long do you think Matt Zirka will keep the starters in, Pat? Well, probably definitely into the fourth quarter and uh, just kind of see how the rest of this third quarter plays out, I'm sure. Reby 
Now moves the Bears in motion over to the far side. This is where they run the jet. Handoff is going to go to Lewis. Lewis is going to run it around that side on the jet across the 25 to the sideline to the 30. He's going to struggle and drag two Smithville tacklers. He's going to be run out of bounds at the 32. There's a flag on the play. I think they're... Is that going to be a hold or an illegal formation by the Bears? The officials are talking about it near the 22-yard line. And let's see after the conversation what they are going to call. It will be a face mask against Smithville. So somebody reached in and grabbed the face mask. So that will give the Bears more yardage as Antoine Lewis did pick up the first down on that rush. (laughs) The guy, he doesn't know what he's doing. (laughs) Not sure where to place the ball. 4.34 4.34 left to go in the third quarter of play, and it's 38-6. to Waynedale handoff, fumble on the handoff to Logan Stanley, and he'll jump on it. That's the first fumble of the night by the Bears. Check that. That was Reed Stanley, excuse me, that fumbled the football, but the Bears got it back. Doggone it, I said that at halftime. I didn't want to say it, that the Bears haven't had a turnover. They didn't there, but they still fumbled the football, and it was a loss of four yards, make it five yards, and it's second down 13 now. He jinxed it. I always do. 3.55 and running left to go in this third quarter. Reby in the backfield. Check that. That's Nick Strasball who's running a wildcat. He cuts across the 40, breaks out of the left-hand side across the 40 to the 45-yard line where he is taken down by Brummage on a touchdown-saving tackle. So a gain of 13 on the carry by Nick Strasbaugh out of the Wildcat. Reby is going to go out wide right, so they're going to keep Strasbaugh in the Wildcat on third and one. Bears at the 45. They need to get to the 46 for a first down. Strasbaugh out of the wing formation, moving in motion to the near side is Lewis. Fake handoff to Lewis. Strasbaugh is going to be smacked immediately and brought down by Jason Newland. He is a menace for the Smithies at that linebacker position. Loss of a yard. And the Bears will punt. Fourth down, call it three yards to go, and Colton Purdy will come in to punt it away with under three minutes left in the third quarter. Viator is back set to return for the Smithies around his own 30. Colton gets the ball. Nice snap, gets a nice end-over-end kick that will hit at the 30, bounce inside the 20, inside the 15, and it will be down at the 12-yard line, a 45-yard punt by Colton Purdy. And it pins Smithville all the way back at their own 12-yard line. He's turning out to be a weapon. Yeah, I mean, the just the one uh, punt went right to Viator that he was able to return. But, again, as we said, it, he gets that good bounce. I thought it was 30. I thought I thought it was 28. Actually, 28 or 30, but they're, they're stopping it now with 2.29 left to go. 38 to 6. Waynedale on top of it by 32. I know it's at least 30. Fath out of the shotgun. Ball back at the Smithville 12-yard line. Moving in motion is Kaufman. Check that is Trent Shane. And Shane is going to be tripped up and down at the 10-yard line. Tackle made by Antoine Lewis in there along with Reed Stanley and Logan Stanley. 
So Sheen with his first carry of the night loses two. And it is second down, 12 yards to go. Ball back at the 10-yard line. Matter of fact, it's inside the 10-yard line. Now running quarterback is Sconover. Sconover is running a quarterback as Faf is set up at a wing. He gets the fake handoff. Sconover is going to take it off the left tackle. He's going to be stacked up and down right at the 10-yard line for no gain. They've got everybody running the football tonight. And now Brummage will come in. And Sconover will leave. And now Brummage is going to run. Now they're going to bring Fath in. So Fath must have been hurt or just went off to the side for one play. They probably just wanted to put a little wrinkle in it, run a little wildcat, see if they could do anything there. We're under a minute to go in this third quarter. Smithville back at their own. 10-yard line, third and 12. Dropping back is Fath. He's going to look upfield, up the left side. He's going to throw it deep, and it's going to be over the head of Michael Lenniker, incomplete. Logan Stanley had coverage on him, so the incompletion means Smithville will have to punt, and we're under 30 seconds, and the clock is continuing to run on that incompletion. 38-6, to Waynedale on top of this one. Now we've got 20 seconds to go in this third quarter, and the Smithies will punt the football away. Fath drops back right on his own goal line to kick this thing away. Ten seconds now to go in the third quarter. This will probably be the last play of the quarter, as Fath now is just going to let it run down, and that will be the end of the quarter. Your score at the end of three periods of play from Waynedale. It is Waynedale 38 and Smithville 6. Yoder Builders in Orville is your full-service construction firm, specializing in new residential construction, remodeling, finished basements, and masonry work. Looking for a new sunroom or deck? Yoder Builders in Orville offers uncompromising customer satisfaction on every job, from the ground up to a new house and everything else. Yoder Builders in Orville, a member of the HBA and proud supporter of Waynedale Athletics. Yoder Builders, 330-684-1050. Harvest Market offers you everything you need from a community grocery store, providing fresh local meats, ready-to-go meals, and a full-service deli. Harvest Market is your one-stop butcher shop and can cut to order. The barbecue chicken is fresh off the grill, and the smoked ribs are second to none. For your next get-together, leave the cooking to Harvest Market. Harvest Market's convenient hours are Monday through Saturday, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m., Sunday, 10 to 6. Harvest Market, located in the core of Apple Creek. Come taste the difference. 38 to 6, Waynedale leads it as we enter this fourth and final period of play. It's the first quarter in this ball game that the Bears have gone scoreless, and Smithville outscored the Bears in that one six to nothing. But it really doesn't matter because the Bears lead it by 32. Yeah, again, uh, you know, not not a whole lot of uh, stuff you need to do. Just really get the game over with if you're Waynedale. Get out of this thing without any injuries, and let's see where we play next week. Yep. Clock now running. Fath back in his own end zone to punt this football away. Back set to return Spidell and Strasbaugh. Fath gets a high under end kick that Spidell and Strasbaugh are going to let hit. Now Strasbaugh picks it up at his 45 to the 40 to the 35. Cuts to the right sideline, and he's gone. 15-10-5. Touchdown, Nick Strasbaugh. 
Ike Smithville thought he was just going to down it. A 40-yard touchdown return for Nick Strasbaugh, and the Bears lead it by a score of 44-6. to Yeah, we saw him do that uh, in game number one uh, against Tusky Valley. It was a bad punt, actually a tip, and uh, nobody for Tusky Valley went around the ball, and Nick just came up and, and picked it up and ran it in for a touchdown. So the Bears lead it 44-6. to And Justin Wanzik, or Jarrett Wanzik, excuse me, in to attempt the extra point. Snap is down by Reby, and the kick is up, and it is good. 11.37 left to go in this ball game, and your score, it's the Waynedale Golden Bears 45, Smithville 6. Exceeding your expectations is what the Spidel Funeral Home strives for. Every day the Spidel Funeral Home proves what matters most. They've been family-owned and operated for over 125 years, so they understand. When you come in, the Spidel Funeral Home will walk through the process with you and trust your family with their care. The Spidel Funeral Home, in two locations, on Main Street in Mount Eaton and on Chestnut Street in Brewster. The Spidel Funeral Home, just like family, there when you need them. Deb's Den on Main Street in Apple Creek is your spot for fresh, homemade food daily. Custom handcrafted sandwiches to your satisfaction. Try Deb's Den's relaxing, comfortable atmosphere. It's hometown dining at its best. Deb's Den offers quick, easy service. Breakfast hours are Saturday, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. and Sundays, 9 to noon. Lunch and dinner hours are Tuesday through Saturday, 11 to 8, and Sunday, 12 to 3. Closed on Monday. Deb's Den on Main Street in Apple Creek. 45-6 here. Waynedale on top of it with 11.36 to go in the game. And over at Swanton, it is uh, 16-14. Swanton leads that ball game right now. And the kickoff by Wanzik. It'll be taken in by Smithville's Brummage. He's going to take it across the 25 out to the 30. He's going to be tripped up and down out to the 32-yard line. And that's where Smithville will have it. So after this performance... Really, it would be a shame if the Bears didn't have one more game at home, but if they don't, we'll have the playoff game for you next week on UltimateSportsTalk.com. 11-18 and running left to go in this ball game. Ball at the 32-yard line, and that's where Smithville has it. First and 10, Fath still the quarterback out of the shotgun. On the right to him is Leniker. Dropping back is Fath. He's going to look up the right side. He's going to throw the ball deep, and it will be complete. On a nice catch on the play by Noah Sconover inside Waynedale territory at the 36-yard line. 31-yard reception and that's, for Sconover. Uh, that's one thing that we, we're starting to see um, Smithville have success with is, is the passing game. Um, even the one, the last possession that Fath overthrew the receiver, he had two guys open, and we've given up a, a couple big passing plays here. That's the first catch of the night by Sconover. Wink formation by the Smithies. Under center is Fath. He's going to hand it off to Brummage. He's going to be hit at the line, but spins away to his left and gets out to the 35-yard line. Not a very good tackling job by the Bears on that play for the first time tonight. A gain of a yard for Brummage. Coach Zerker's doing a a good job down there of trying to keep on his guys and, and keep their intensity up and let them know this game's not over, you know. Maybe out of reach for Smithville, but you got to keep playing like it's a, a tie ball game right now. If you're out there, you got to give 100%. Viator goes out wide right. Sconover is slot right. Wink formation. 
in the backfield is Kaufman, and Kaufman's going to get the handoff off right tackle. He takes it inside the 30 of Waynedale and down to the 25-yard line. Nice 10-yard run by Kaufman, and it's a first down for the Smithies. Kaufman, that's his third carry of the night. He's got 13 yards rushing. First and 10 for Smithville at the 25-yard line of Waynedale. 9:25 and running. Smithville still working out of a huddle this late in the ball game. Down on the scoreboard by 39. Fath under center. He's going to hand it off to Kaufman, and he's going to take it right up the middle and cut off the right side down to the 20, inside the 20 to the 17-yard line for a gain of seven on that carry. He's doing a good job of running the football, and he's only run it four times tonight, Pat, but he's got 20 yards rushing. Yeah, uh, obviously a young kid doesn't get uh, um, a lot of touches that we know of throughout the year, so he's making the most of his opportunities. Good-sized young man, 6 feet, 165 pounds. He's a sophomore. He's the single setback out of the under center is Fath. Hands off to Kaufman. Kaufman takes it to the 15-yard line, struggling forward. It's going to take three or four bears to knock him down inside the 15, down at the 13. So a gain of four on the play for Kaufman, and he's got another first down for Smithville. This is the first effective drive the Smithies have had tonight. Yeah, I mean, you give up the big big passing play, and then uh, I don't know if the uh, intensity is down a little bit. looks like it is uh, for the Bears defensively, but they're uh, giving up some big yardage here to Smithville and, and letting them put together a nice drive. First and ten for Smithville at the Waynedale 13-yard line. Fath handoff to Kaufman. Kaufman stacked up right at the 11 after a two-yard gain. Logan Stanley in on the tackle for the Bears. So a gain of two on the play for Kaufman, and it's second down, eight yards to go. Also in on that tackle for Waynedale, Jake Fox. He's a senior getting into the ballgame. Now Waynedale's making wholesale substitutions. Christian Wellman into the game now for the Bears. Colton Purdy is in. Titus Bixler leaves. So the Bears trying to get all their seniors into this one on senior night. Second down eight from the just shy of the ten. Handoff on the cross bucket goes to Brummett. Check out Leniger. Leniger takes it down to the five-yard line. Gain of five on the play to Leniger. The clock continues to run. We're at seven minutes to go in the game. Bears are going to win this one handily tonight against Smithville. They'll go up three wins in the all-time series and win this 60th annual meeting. Third down, three yards to go. We're under seven minutes left. Ball at the Waynedale five-yard line. Fath pitches it out to Kaufman. Kaufman around the right side. He's going to take it into the end zone for the score. So Kaufman, he deserved that touchdown. Took it in from the five as he carried the mail most of the way on that drive. A 68-yard drive for the Smithies, and they take it in for the score with 6.35 to go in the ball game, and it's now 45-12. to Waynedale on top of this one. And, uh, you know, something you obviously don't want to give up touchdowns, but you can almost expect it when you're starting to put in your, your second teamers and your uh, JV kids and the other team still got their first teamers in, obviously trying to get something going for Smithville in the next week, so you can't really blame them. Um, but a, a 
really the best drive of the night for Smithville. Shafter will come in to attempt the extra point. Holder is Vietor. He's going to fake it. He's going to get up and run to the right-hand side, and he's going to be hit. Spins to his right, still not down. Throws it into the end zone, and it is incomplete. So the two-point conversion is denied. 6.35 to go in the football game, and your score. It's Waynedale 45 and Smithville 12. Make the greener siding choice for your home. Seamless siding from Miller Custom Exteriors. We're the original ABC Seamless guys, and our siding is made of 100% American-made steel, the most recycled material in the world. I'm Miller Custom Exteriors President Lauren Miller. Our slightly obsessive Amish heritage guarantees you a phenomenal siding job, guaranteed, or we'll fix it free. Call Miller Custom Exteriors today for ABC Seamless Siding, the green siding choice. 1-800-589-4905 or visit us online at millercustomexteriors.com. Shaw Brothers Farms and the Northeast Ohio Pork Producers work hard every day to put on your table a product that is lean, nutritious, and tastes great. From crispy bacon on the breakfast table, to a ham sandwich for lunch, to juicy pork loins hot off the grill for supper, pork is a terrific option any time of the day. As we head into another season, Shaw Brothers Farm and Northeast Ohio Pork Producers support our Waynedale athletes. Go Bears! 6.32 left to go in this ball game. Now Smithville is going to attempt an onside kick. It's going to be fumbled by the Bears, and it looks like Smithville has hopped on top of it, and they did. Jumping on it is Bailey Blair. Blair, a junior, 5'10", 138-pounder, as it hit off one of the Bears' upbacks, and it went right through his hands, and then Blair jumped on it at the Wayndale 47-yard line. So the onside kick keeps the ball in the hands of the Smithies. After their touchdown drive, 6.23 remaining in this ball game. Bears have got their second teamers in, and in some positions, their third teamers on defense. First and 10 for the Smithies at the Wayndale 47 yard line. 6.10 left to go. Pitch out comes to Kaufman around the right hand side. Kaufman across the 45, and he'll be down at the 40 yard line, and a flag comes all the way in from the back judge. Back to where the tackle was made at the 40-yard line. Man, that was a javelin that he threw. That was a nice throw. And it'll be a block in the back by the Smithies. He threw that flag about 20 yards in the air. That was just an outstanding throw. (laughs) Maybe he uh, played quarterback in his previous years. Telling you, the, the Mets or the Royals might be able to use him on the mound in this World Series the way he threw that thing. Ball goes back to the midfield stripe right at the 50, first and 14. Kaufman's going to take it up the middle, and he's going to take it inside Waynedale territory and down to the 50-yard line, 45-yard line. So a gain of, call it five yards on the carry for Kaufman. He's got 41 yards rushing here tonight. A good-looking sophomore running back. I can see why they went undefeated on their JV team with him at running back. Second and nine. Fath hands off to Lineker. Lineker on the left-hand side inside the 40 of Waynedale. He's going to be downed at the 35-yard line. Looked like Colton Purdy with the tackle, and Colton gets up, and he starts adjusting his knee brace. Boy, when when he starts grabbing his knee, you kind of take a big gulp 
but he was just adjusting his knee brace. Yeah, obviously uh, with the knee issues he's had, not a good thing that you want to see. First down run by Lenneker takes it to the 35 of Waynedale. First and 10, 420 to go and running. Lenneker gets it around the left-hand side again. He's going to be stacked up and down right there at the 35-yard line. Nice tackle by Austin Rogers of the Bears. Just took him down individually. You know, the cupboard isn't bare next year for the Bears either. They've no, got they, they definitely got some young kids that uh, have contributed this year and um, will look to contribute again next year. Austin Rogers, one of them, and Colton Purdy, another one. Kaufman in the backfield, Fath under center. Second down and 10 yards to go from the Waynedale 35. Hand off to Kaufman inside the Fumble. 35 and down to the 20, 30-yard line. He fumbled the football, but Smithville got it back right at the 30-yard line. So Kaufman, pardon the pun, coughed it up, but he still gained five on the fumble recovery. And it's third down, five yards to go. 3.26 and running left to go in this ballgame. 45-12. Waynedale on top of it, and there is no question what our Golden Bear Rewind quarter will be next week. None at all. Fath. At the 30, drops back. He's going to throw the ball into the end zone. Tucker Worth back there, guarding on the intended receiver, Nate Smith, and it goes over his head and incomplete. And the clock continuing to run. Three minutes left to go, and it's fourth down, five yards to go. We'll sneak in one more timeout right after this play if Smithville doesn't pick up the first down. Faf comes in. With the play on fourth and five from the Waynedale 30. They need to get inside the 25 for a first down. 2.35 from running left to go in the game. Fath under center. Lenniker the back. And he's going to be hit right at the line and dropped for no gain on a nice play by the Bears' interior line. 2.25 left to go in the game, and your score. It's Waynedale 45, Smithville 12. For over 25 years, the Apple Creek drive through has been serving the community. From snacks, beverages, anything you may need. Just like the Waynedale Golden Bears, hard work is no stranger to Art Weaver at the Apple Creek drive-thru. So on your way home from the game, work, or you're just in a hurry, stop by. Located at 23 Main Street in downtown Apple Creek, Art Weaver at the Apple Creek drive-thru wishes the Waynedale Golden Bears the best of luck. Stop by after the game. 2-10 and running left to go in the ball game, and the next one is the OHSAA playoffs. That's going to be fun next week. Yeah, that's uh, obviously exciting uh, for the Bears. They haven't been there since, what, 2009. Um, so it's a, a good thing. Good thing. <laughs> Reby is in. They're just going to have the victory formation with a minute 49 to go. Reby looks at the back judge, takes the snap and downs it. On first and ten from the 30-yard line. It has just been an offensive show for Waynedale tonight. You know, two weeks ago against Dalton, the Bears had their most points of the season, 49. But really, Pat, I think this was a more dominant offensive performance than that was. Yeah, especially against the quality opponent that you're going against. Um, just a great, great team win tonight. A great dominating performance. And Swanton is leading over Delta 16-14 in the fourth quarter. 1-10 remaining in this one. Reby looks at the back judge. He puts his hands in the air, takes the snap, and downs it. We'll give away our Lem's Pizza star of the game on the postgame show coming up after this one. 45-12. We're going to go over all the stats. 
case you missed it, Brevin Reby has gone over 2,000 yards passing for a single season, obliterating his record from one year ago. As we're under 40 seconds and running left to go in the game. Reby on third down and 14, doesn't even matter. Strasbaugh is going to come off the field. And he gets a big hug from Matt Zerker as he comes off the sideline. Reby will take the snap and down it. That will do it. Just a dominating performance by the Waynedale Golden Bears here tonight over Smithville in the 60th meeting between the two arch rivals. Your final score here tonight from Waynedale High School. It's the Waynedale Golden Bears 45, Smithville 12. The postgame show is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. You've been listening to an Ultimate Sports Talk presentation of Waynedale Golden Bears football. Tonight's game has been brought to you by the Shout Brothers Farms, Dutch Quality Stone in Mount Eden, the Fire and Ice Pub just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 192, Yoder Builders in Orville, call 684-1050, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru on Main Street in Apple Creek, Miller Custom Exteriors, call 695-4905. Murphy's Promotions. Call 464-1970. The Spidel Funeral Home with two locations in Mount Eaton and in Brewster. The Harvest Market in Apple Creek. Casa de Sassi. Call 330-830-9760. And by Deb's Den on Main Street in Apple Creek. The post-game show is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com.